you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friend. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as K-Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. My name is Dustin Ross, and this is the news that you can use. Fresh off of multiple Grammy Award wins, artist Lizzo showed up to today's Brit Awards in a Hershey's Kiss gown. And unfortunately, it was not the one with almonds. Hey, truth hurts. <laughs> oh my God. Two, frequently jailed, nutrition facts label resistant rapper Little Boosie recently went on a transphobic rant about Dwayne Wade's child Zaya. Ironically, the spit spraying verbiage took place inside of Boosie's local Planet Fitness gym with the words judgment free zone literally right behind him. But we doubt he could read them anyway. And finally, DJ Drama was involved in a public altercation with both of his girlfriends and streamed live for all to see on Instagram, of course. And in a not-so-shocking conclusion, media outlets are reporting that both women knew better because the nigga's name is Drama. (laughs) With that being said, I want to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into mental health, mental (laughs) wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Hey, friend. Hi, Dustin. How's it going? I am, wow, golfing. I'm good. <laughs> but to say what's going but, on with wow. you. <laughs> Ready for the show. I'm excited. Um, so before we get started, the Sony live show. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you to everybody you. that came out How on Thursday. How much fun was that? Oh, uh, it was beautiful. Everybody looked good. It was so fun. Shout out to Jaden XD and their partners for coming out and showing up. And Tatiana King. Tatiana for hosting. Queen of Space for spinning. What an amazing with the night. Most is such a great night. So much support in the audience for all of us. Your That's mom always, was like, there. shocking. So many of our <laughs> friends yes, were there. Your mom was there. My mommy came. It was beautiful to see. And also, it was uh, a risky show for us because it was a totally different format, totally different vibe. Thursday Um, night was just a work night. night. It was pouring rain all day. so Much earlier in the year than we normally perform, right? So just for it to be such a successful show, we're really, really grateful for that. So thank you to everyone who showed up um, and to our incredible um, tour production team and to the event staff at Sony Hall, too, because they were amazing. And that venue. I can't get over how beautiful. I I didn't even realize how gorgeous it was until I looked back at the pictures. Shout out to Frico. Shout out to Frico and Shatik for sending us uh, the images. And I was looking back like, I didn't even realize the lighting behind us. Yeah, it was gorgeous. They said you look like Khaleesi, girl. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
It was kind of crazy how my seat (laughs) was like aligned with this throne. I was like, wow. I don't mind being on the shoulder, okay? I know which which shoulder I was. It was great, though. So thank you to everybody who bought a ticket and came. That was just incredible to see. Yes. Shout out to you, New York City. Thank you for showing love. Such a great, great show. And we'll definitely let you know what's, you know, Mm -hmm. on the horizon for the other cities. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we have a Black Business of the Week. Asante, do you want to read off who it is? Yes, yes. I want to give a special shout out to Latasha, who has been a long-term friend and supporter of this show. Latasha! Yes. Latasha's my homegirl. butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Latasha's my homegirl. Shout out to her. Uh, some of you may have seen her on The Grapevine TV and she also has her own channel on YouTube, Aurora TV, where she does a show with Jameer Pond and it's called... Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't believe We chug. We, uh, we, oh, we, we shall, shall overchug. Chug. Ooh, I was overchugging there trying to remember that. I've been on there a couple of times. I was on there with Dustin once, I yes, believe. We, yes, we got it lit real quick. <laughs> yes, yes, that mm-hmm. was a good time. They didn't have any kombucha for me, so I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to Latasha. She's been a creative mind, uh, working very, very hard as of late. And right now she is producing and starring her very own sketch comedy series called Interactions. So dope. Yes, yes. It is very, very dope. And almost 50% funded in three days. We Incredible. must add that because that's a major feat. Yes, at the moment she is raising money for uh, in with a seed and spark and basically she's trying to get this money to all the creatives and have it all funded and like they said, she's already raised over 50% and we really just want to get the word out. So I want you all to go to her Twitter page that is just Latasha 404 that's J-U-S-T L-A-T-A-S-H-A the number four, the number zero, and the number four and then it'll have links to her seed and spark up there and you'll be able to look at all the details, you'll get to see the cool images, you'll get to see where they've raised almost half of the money. So there's 28 days left, and, well, hopefully by the time you listen to this, it'll be more than half any damn way. But you've got 28 days, 27, however many days left you got. Go, just give them, like, 5 10 $20, whatever you got. What is the actual deadline? When that, is the stop date? It doesn't show the date. It gives me the 28 days. So, okay, okay. You know, 28 so, you know, days. You, the you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometime in March. It's a numbers episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, on the... <laughs> and I like the perks. Yeah, and on this page, she actually shows the story. So she shows inspirations for the shows. Um, so there you'll see Wanda Sykes, Mad TV, Chappelle Show, Kian Peele, Amy Schumer, uh, Saturday Night Live. And then she also shows No Singular Universe. Latasha tries to date. Latasha spices things up. Latasha gets a wing woman. Latasha's LGBTQ and Latasha and girlfriends. So they're just like little uh, little side topics that she'll talk about and explore. Uh, things that she's done in some of her past series, like Sit Black and Relax, which is a series that is available on Amazon Prime, Short Shameless Play. I'm not even involved in that one, but I hosted one of her things for it. So shout out to Latasha. Again, go to her Twitter. It's just Latasha404 and uh, support and retweet. And what were those perks again? Oh, I mean, yeah, the there perks. were a lot of different perks. You could, you could get executive producer credit, wow. show production, um, a playlist that she sends you herself, and a one-on-one consultation, or maybe if you want her to read your script and give you feedback since she's written so many, um, even just helping you get started, like how do you write a script if you want to be on TV? I mean, a lot of really amazing perks that are more community-based than anything. Love it. Yeah, she has incentives starting from $10, and from $10 you can get access to her Boozy Brunch Sunday. It's a private live stream if you can't actually make it out to the event. Uh, for $15, there's a thank you charged up, and you get an IG shout-out in, uh, in addition to that private link. And who don't want 
to be shouted out okay. on IG, especially on Latasha's IG, because she being all the, the all of the places. You know, she was at our show on Thursday. Shout out to her for that. Actually. And Dustin, aren't you gonna be? Pants. I yeah, I am going. They was Dustin's fire. They were very cute. You know, I was like, so um, you done with them? <laughs> you can't wear them again. Okay. You know? Oh Lord. You didn't see the shot. <laughs> but Dustin is gonna be part of the sketch I am. I'm so yes. excited when she reached out to. Uh, Invite me to participate in this. Of course, I say yes because she's fucking hell, hilarious. Yes, yes. So I said you and uh, Mandy B. Yep. So Shout you know we're gonna Mandy. get it in oh real quick. Oh my god, I can't even Shout deal out to my with girl the two of y'all. Pumps. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Mandy. So shout out to Latasha. We just had to shout you out because this is super exciting. I think you are absolutely what's missing from the sketch space, and we're very excited to see this product fully funded yes. very soon yes put that out there set that intention overflow <laughs> so with that being said are you ready to jump into this week's recap segment I sure oh, am yeah. Asante Smith you took over last week's episode titled reasonably straight <laughs> 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 Y'all came up with that. That title ended up happening throughout the episode. I don't know who takes the credit for that, but it was very good. Uh, yes, last week we got to talk about self-driving cars, uh, why it hasn't been a thing, cases that have been happening, um, and you know, not even just self-driving cars for people, but delivery services, anything under those umbrellas. Uh, shout out to you all for tagging in the War, uh, Roy Woods Jr. tweet. Everybody kept tweet uh, tagging me in that. Did they oh, keep tagging yeah. the personal one in that? They yeah, they kept did. tagging me. <laughs> they still tag. And I ain't gonna say it, <laughs> but I said it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Go oh, ahead. I'm just saying. So yes, you all had right. a lot to say about last week's episode. So, friend, Junior, okay, what did you at? find in those SoundCloud <clears throat> streets? So actually. I'm going to do a sh- another shout out because people really enjoyed the wellness segment last week with asking about the different podcasts mm-hmm. under the different genres. What, somebody stole that too? No. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I forgot to mention Food Heaven Made Easy. Oh, oh my God. Come on. Our How family we... under the Dear Media Network. Shout out to Wendy and Jess. Hosted and produced by host and produced, okay, hmm. by registered dietitians Wendy Lopez and Jessica Jones. They talk to different experts about how we can live healthier, more balanced lives without restrictive diets or quick fixes. We don't play none of that here. So if you're looking for a sustainable and inclusive path to wellness, join Wendy and Jess every Wednesday to learn how to take care of yourself from the inside out. And I love the Dear Media Network because their podcasts are only for women. Not for women, but but created Mm -hmm. by women, which I think is really empowering and awesome to have a network that's pushing forward our conversations and agendas. So those are our sisters. We had them on our show. That episode was incredible. What was the title? Complete Your Plate. Complete Your Plate, which Asante plate. Come, came up with. Yeah. Still want to see that wait- as a game. I was just going to say, we're still waiting on that. Maybe if, they, if they ever get a show, I want that to be a little segment. I could just pop in every That'd now and then so and play. so cute. I yeah. see you like turning the wheel. Right. You see. You see. <laughs> so I just had to put that out there because I think that was one a genre that we didn't touch, which is yep. like healthy living and diet. Hello, wellness. And it's so dope. And and. Plus, 
them my girls. Right. Period. That's, like, that's it. it. And I'm set. <laughs> right. So that was more than me picking a comment. I just wanted to throw out another podcast that I think people should add to their rotation. Y'all see how thorough she is. You know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Asante? What'd you find? Well, I want to give a shout out to Sierra, but not spelled like, you know, Sierra. Uh, <laughs> in the emails, and don't forget to email us like you do every week at the friends on loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject is no to self-driving cars. Wow, just straight up. Um, hey, y'all. To piggyback off of last week's episode, I agree with Dustin 100%. <laughs> I'm not pro self-driving cars at all. I'm 26 and younger than you all, so I'm not sure if you remember the movie Smart House that came on Disney Channel. If we... Never mind. Um, it was about a boy who tried to stop his dad from dating dating by building a computerized mother who was played by <clears throat> Katie Seagal. Do you know who that is? I from, definitely um, know who Katie Seagal yeah. is. Married with children. Yeah, the mom. I remember this and movie. About Peggy. The motorcycle Peggy niggas. Bundy. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's and the show about, about what? the motorcycle niggas? <gasps> Um, um, the the show. Anarchy? The yeah, there you go. I would say the arsonist. Yeah, hell yeah. She was like the gangster yeah. mom. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. oh, I missed out. I gotta the go range. back on that. Yeah, she still had that hair from Mary with Children. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> oh, she was running it like and the leggings. <laughs> Who find? Okay, <laughs> let me find out. Boss Bundy in this bitch. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I'm dead. The computerized personality <laughs> eventually morphed into a jealous, overbearing, and malfunctioning mom. And as a child, that set the tone for my disdain for super techie <laughs> items. Now to fast forward to the film iRobot and the conspiracy within that movie regarding robots. Remember I kept talking about iRobot because of the self-driving car and that shit got hacked in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I know these are just movies but as you can see, we are getting closer and closer to a world that's fully run by robots, machines and so forth. I'm all for innovation and high intelligence but self-driving cars seems a little excessive and unsafe to me. Just like people can hack computers, ring alarms and other things, I truly believe they can do the same with these. Plus, I just feel more comfortable driving myself around and having my life in my own hands. No, thank you. I'll gladly drive my Nissan to and fro as my grandpa says. So, shout out to Sierra. I will say, mm-hmm. I saw an article. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wish I remembered where it was because it was in passing. But it was saying how one uh, rebuttal to that is that those who are not able-bodied would be able to have more employment opportunities mm-hmm. if they can work remotely as Cab drivers, waiters, wherever robots are going to be taking place of, you know, customer service opportunities, they can work from home mm. and make money. So that's something that I was like, I never thought of that. And Me I think either, that that's I'm awesome. That. I'm all for those opportunities yeah. being created. I think the article was based out of Japan. Like, I ain't trying to get hit. <laughs> But I'm for the opportunities being created, <laughs> just to be clear. Let's be the fuck clear. We can hold both well, thoughts yeah. at the same you know, time. I but I did think way. that was... <laughs> but I want you to get the job. I saw well, you listen. laughing at the tweet where they were saying the, the car was dodge, was I, not able to dodge people. I'm telling you what all I see, this car was, I'm talking about all the teeth in the front of the car mouth was gone. <laughs> I said, that car didn't tell this side walk up. I told y'all ass. Driver's seat just empty, smoking. I said, oh. And speaking of Twitter, Dustin, what's going on in Twitter streets? Couple things this week. This is going to take me a minute to read, but it's worth it. So maybe this will be my only tweet, even though I got so many good things for y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this oh, one is from at uh, Hello Kennedy. That's K E. 
A-N-N-E-D-I. She said this lady on Facebook said her co-worker had to have a conference with her son's teacher because of a note he wrote. Then she said, y'all, please read the note. And there's a picture attached. Oh, no. I told you, me. Oh, yeah, there's Lord. a picture attached. And here's the note, y'all. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> That's why I don't want no kids. Listen, the note says... <clears throat> Dear Miss Jones, I am angry of you because you took 25 of my hummingbird bucks, all because I was talking to Connor. That's no big deal. I'm only six. I can't be quiet, Q-Y-E-T, all the time. And that makes you a thief and crook. And, and crook. D, you are going to hell, real hell, the burning one, number one, because you a thief. I worked hard for those bucks, and my only prayer in chapel today, chapel is C-H-A-P-L-E, was that God, lowercase g, gets you to hell fast, super fast, and your new haircut is bad, real bad. Isaiah. Oh. He cited Isaiah. That's the oh. note. Oh. The part that got me was like, I'm only six. Okay. And, and ran her. And down to the floor. And then ended up adding, and your hair fucked up. Okay. I love it. So shout out to Imagine Isaiah. Imagine the teacher Ooh. showing you that your kid wrote that. I don't even know what but I was saying. But to me, the teacher whack. Because like, why you got to have a conference for that? You know Ooh. why he was mad. He deserved his damn money back. All because he was talking to Connor. <laughs> why you going to take Connor's money? Sound like, y'all know what it sound like. Are you happy that Ellen gave uh, Taylor her, Taylor her, her justice? Perfect yes. dependence? Oh my God, I feel vindicated, and nobody took a damn thing from me. <laughs> but I felt like justice was served. So shout out to Ellen and Taylor. There's one other tweet I just want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's a video um, from the Twitter account Back to Nature, and it's B A C T the number zero in nature. And it said here we have two types of dogs, and it's a video from a dog uh, like oh I saw that <laughs> like a, a dog oh, no. probably someone who's dog sitting or whatever multiple dogs and none of the black one group group of the dogs so they have a water hose out and one group of the dogs is just jumping at the hose and every chance they get to get wet they're getting wet and there's another group of dogs on the other side of the yard that refuses to get wet and play in that water and all that And I'm not going to tell you what's different about the other set of dogs, mm. but that's what's mm. different about It's the about. way the camera mm. panned and they's mad mm. serious. All the damn dogs, the black dogs just standing like, over there mm-hmm. like, literally. So I thought that was hilarious. Wow. That was very funny. I saw that too. So are you ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes, very. please. Been waiting for it. We have a very, very, very special guest, friend oh, yes. to the show, one of our highest rated most listened to episodes of all time which was Making Money Moves featuring dun, 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 Cardi B mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Budgetista that's right <laughs> Tiffany we are so happy Honestly, to have you I'm back I'm excited to, to be you. back Oh, yeah. we it's love been too you. Long. I, I, I just can't wait to drop these jewels. We are we, ready for that. I bet you that real. She got the money. <laughs> <laughs> now I put out some prompts. Okay. On our friends on Twitter, on our friends on Facebook, on my own Insta stories, and I kid you not. People love you so much. They do. They were so thankful. They were like, thank you guys so much for bringing her back on the show. We really need this information for the community. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I had, when I tallied all of them, at least 400 to 500 questions. Mind you, this was just 24 hours ago that I asked. So that's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. I tried to consolidate them as much, but I also want to make sure to leave room for 
whatever you want to share because I'm like we did an episode with you last time that was like three hours <laughs> right, long. <laughs> right. Money long. Yeah. Conversation long. And I'm sure since then because that had to be what two years ago yeah. now? Yeah. A lot. You've learned a lot mm-hmm. from then. I'm sure that you want to mm-hmm. bless the community mm-hmm. with. So I want to definitely leave space for that. So I'm like where do we even I know, right? start? Where, mm-hmm. where should we start? You tell me what, like what category were most of the questions in? Like what vein? Like budget, credit, debt. I mean how about this? Okay. Before we get into their questions, Mm -hmm. let me make sure that your questions are covered. Mm-hmm. Because they had a lot of questions, <laughs> it's gonna take up the whole episode. Well, let's get to the people's questions because you know we have to talk off of here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got a few things to talk about, so okay. I want to make sure we get the people's questions out the way. Okay, okay. Dustin, anything you want to get out your chest, get off your chest? I'm trying to think what I can ask without telling too much of my business. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I do have questions, but you feel me? But they're all—I mean, full transparency. But they're all personally related to my financial matters. Yeah. I guess. The question that I could ask for everyone to to that everyone would be able to benefit mm-hmm. f- benefit from rather is once you begin to work for yourself and yes. you become fully self-employed, mm-hmm. right? This is really easy and simple. Mm-hmm. How much of each paycheck mm-hmm. should I be putting aside for my taxes? Okay, so this is a really great question. I'm gonna. The caveat is, I am not your personal financial advisor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, that, AKA, don't try to sue me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is just this is just girlfriend to girlfriend, girlfriend to boyfriend talk. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so you are probably looking at anywhere between twenty five and thirty five percent. You're gonna want to talk to obviously your accountant. Mm-hmm. So when I first started out, I was twenty five percent was enough, and now I'm closer to thirty five percent. Same. So somewhere in that in that range. Mm-hmm. So. If you work for yourself, this is what it looks like. You get your, let's just say you make $1,000, yes. right? So you're probably going to put 300 of that $1,000, you should put it into an online-only savings account. Mm-hmm. I like Ally Bank, but any of the banks. Like, if you go to this website called Magnify Money, they list all of the banks, and you're going to look for a bank that is FDIC insured. Mm-hmm. That means you will get back up to $250,000 of your money should that bank go under. Mm-hmm. So insurance, you're going to look for a bank with an A rating. Mm-hmm. Because Al, um, uh, Magnify Money will rate the banks for you, like the cleanliness. Of yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Of the branch, like, right? so yeah. you wouldn't need that, don't you? Yeah. Right there. <laughs> There's chicken crumbs all over the floor behind the tellers. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> and you're also gonna look for a bank that um, that gives you the most interest rate, um, mm-hmm. but has the lowest required deposit. Okay. You know, because there's some banks that are like, oh, we are gonna get you this dope interest rate, but you gotta deposit ten thousand dollars and yes. keep it there. Yeah, too. And keep it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so. Crazy. If you look for those things, so then I would put my money there, and you really, really, really want to pay your your taxes quarterly. Mm-hmm. You know, because if not, you actually get penalized for for waiting. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that means every three months. So April's around the corner. So January, February, March. April, you should be paying your taxes. And then April, May, June, July, you should be paying taxes again. So you're mm-hmm. going to want to, you should have an accountant that you're meeting with every quarter mm-hmm. to kind of go over your numbers. And then they send usually. Send an estimate, mm-hmm. right? So you send an estimate. And then by the end of the year, hopefully you've paid enough not to owe. But if you don't do, you won't owe a year's worth of taxes. Yes, Ooh, talk that, about that. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's not easy. Like, even now, <laughs> like, we made some tax mistakes uh, in 2019. I thought I was setting aside enough. Mm-mm. I was about one hundred fifty thousand dollars short mm-hmm. that I'm making up for. So being an entrepreneur is not easy at all, you know. But it's one of the best ways to grow wealth because if you have a regular W two job, you get your paycheck and they take your money before you get it, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So meaning like the government takes their taxes, you got the FICA, the LICA, whoever the hell these people mm-hmm. are, they getting their money. But if you work for yourself, you get your full check. <laughs> 
And then you get to tell the government how much of that is is taxable because you're, you're, what's taxable is what's left over after you spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. So let's just say I get a thousand dollars and I'm like, hold up. This phone was five hundred. So the government says, "Well, you didn't make a thousand. You made a thousand minus five hundred because you used this for your business." To get more work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not thirty percent of a thousand. It's thirty percent of five hundred. You're like, "Well, hold up. This water bottle was a hundred. I was like, "Well, now you made four hundred dollars because now you spent six hundred. Well, hold up. This mic was four hundred. Well, now you made zero. This is how the truly, really wealthy stay that way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're not paid. Literally, it's the middle class that poor, pays more taxes than anyone else because the poor don't make enough money to pay taxes, and the wealthy hide mm-hmm. their money. So it's really the middle class that's 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 carrying the burden. So if you want to go up to the other side, then. Having a business will help because you can even have a regular job in a business. Having a business will significantly help because you can write off a lot of your expenses. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tiffany. Well, you're welcome. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I knew who to ask. <laughs> you got the damn money. <laughs> no, and the biggest tip that I pulled from last episode with mm-hmm. you was based on the taxes, mm-hmm. which is right after that episode, mm-hmm. I went to my bank and I opened Good. the checking account that's just for my taxes. Good. Mm-hmm. And then the savings account. The same savings account just for my taxes. And so every check I get, whether it's a little teeny one or Mm -hmm. massive, I take out 30%, go straight into that account. Mm -hmm. And I don't even look at it. It's not mine. It's almost like I didn't make it. And then everything else is split between my saving savings and obviously, you know, expenses and then mm-hmm. a little bit of shopping. Yeah. Play for money. Just a little bit. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but I, I tell myself because I have like a little spreadsheet. So when I first started seeing my spreadsheet, 30 percent goes to taxes. I was like, well, damn, if I can give Uncle Sam 30 percent, I could damn sure give Tiffany 30 percent. That's right. <laughs> right. So literally I set aside that for myself as well when I'm able. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you live an entrepreneur life or you have an irregular income, you have to live by percentages. So the way to manage your money properly is are numbers. So when I was preschool teacher Tiffany, my numbers were exact. I'm making two thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. five hundred for this, two hundred for this, four hundred for this. So right. those are my numbers, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the same thing every, every month. Yep. But when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have those exact numbers. Right. So you have to adhere to percentage numbers. Thirty percent for here, twenty percent for here, ten mm-hmm. percent. So you still have to live by those numbers if you wanna be like uh, smart with your money as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so like, even if it comes to like spending for yourself, but set it aside as a percentage and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's honestly what has helped me. Like my finances have been super clear Good. this past, I'd say two years. And a lot of it was based on the information that's that you shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, okay. Jewels okay. <laughs> <laughs> were bestowed. Will. <laughs> <laughs> now my question has to do with this looming recession. Okay. But everyone keeps talking, talking about, about. even mm-hmm. though they've been talking yes. about it it's like so when is it happening mm-hmm. i don't know but do you have any advice on how to take care of yourself mm-hmm. especially as an entrepreneur if there is a recession that's you know coming? i got advice because <laughs> <laughs> sure, i'm living it right <laughs> right so here's the key when it comes to preparing for any let's just say any sort of financial trauma mm-hmm. right right so the recession is financially traumatic and so you have to have some money on hand you don't want to be cash poor. There are people who are worth millions, but all their things are tied up in homes or investments in some sort of way, which is nothing wrong with having those things. Obviously, those things are great. But what happens when all of your money is in houses and then the house, you have a, a million dollars worth of houses and now those million dollars worth of houses are now worth 200000 because the recession hit. Mm-hmm. So you want to have some cash on hand. 
Because here's the thing. During the recession, everything goes on sale. So a house, like when I, so I bought my condo when I was 25, right before the recession. I bought it for $220,000. I had a mortgage. And then the recession hit and it went down to a worth of one fifty. dollars My house Mm. was on sale. So I lost it and someone picked up my $220,000 house for one fifty. dollars Now, now the house I live in now someone lost it to foreclosure and so I got this house a $380,000 house I got it for one eighty. Oh my Ooh. god so you see mm. so it came back around and mm-hmm. I was able to get this house and now that the house is back worth three eighty again so I spent one eighty for a three eighty house so the key do- to, to prepare for a recession is one to be living below your means mm. right two to always have some cash on hand so you can make those kind of moves because taxes get cheaper everything goes on sale so you want to be able to say what this stock is down I know it's a good stock it's just a recession let me load up because like when I remember this it didn't happen during the recession but when Tesla first came out um, stock was $30 a share and my sister who's an engineer was like excited about these cars that can XYZ I was like girl Tesla what is that (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile she bought a thousand shares And then sold them when they were like 300. Oh, wow. my yes. God. And I was like, damn, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I did tell you. I did. <laughs> Read your text. I was whole like, she fa- did tell whole me. family got the money. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I was like, damn. So, but that's what happens during the recession. So, living below your needs, making sure that you have cash on hand. And um, honestly, just the key really is moderation. I don't yes. believe in over sacrifice. So, I want you to enjoy yourself, go on vacation, right. but not at the detriment to your financial future. You know, so if you are automating your investments and also too not freaking out and pulling investments out because there is um, something called what they call like actual loss. So let's just say you buy something for one hundred dollars and it goes down to be worth 50. (laughs) It's not a real loss until you cash it in and Mm -hmm. pull out your 50, even though you put in 100. So it's not an actual loss. If you wait, then that thing could go back up to 100 and that loss is no longer a loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. I learned that lesson with cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. which I know is still volatile. Yes. (laughs) But I pulled my money. I was like, ooh, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the next week it was back up. I was like, That was the biggest lesson for me because that was my first time like investing in something like that. Mm -hmm. And remember, everyone was talking about Bitcoin was $20,000. You was doing good, friend. You know, Mm -hmm. and I had it. And then all of a sudden it dropped to like, I think, Mm $6,000 from Mm $20,000. I was sick. But everyone around me that's in that world was like, just chill out. Don't even think about it. Don't let, you know, the news and and the uh, fear mongering make you feel like you have to pull it out Mm because then that's where you lose, like you said. And I didn't. And now it's back up. Now it's now it's at like eleven thousand dollars and it's going back up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, good. You have to write actual loss. (laughs) 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 So that was a major, major, major lesson. But I love that you brought up about enjoying yourself. Yes. So here's a tweet that I thought was hilarious. I was like, I have to read this to Tiffany. So someone says. I've seen a lot of tweets about people who are refusing to pay their debt in order to continue to travel and enjoy their money. Mm-hmm. Any tips on those of us who are tempted to join Team Fuck Them Bills? <laughs> Here's the thing about bills. 
them bitches come bite the back. They're, like, they're going to come back to bite you. Right. So, I, well, here's the thing. I don't think that you have to be completely debt free to go on vacation. I think that's bullshit. Right. You know? Yeah. You should enjoy, but you should be doing it at the same damn time. There you right. Go. So, because if you don't take care of your responsibilities, you're just elongating you feeling uncomfortable. Because let's be real about those people who are traveling. And mm-hmm. I know people like that. <coughs> My little sister. I know people like that <laughs> who are traveling. And yet, you know, they're like, oh, these bills. I'll worry about them later. Um, but here's the thing that you really are not sleeping well at night. Mm-hmm. So you're not really, truly, it's not, you think that they're living it up. They're not. They're mm-hmm. on vacation like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, when I get back. <laughs> With that elephant on their chest. Exactly. Yeah, so like, you don't really get to truly enjoy yourself. So what's best is if you have a debt pay down plan in place. I personally like the snowball method. Google it. Mm, someone but, actually asked that. They said, okay. ask Tiffany if I should do the snowball versus the envelope method. So I'm thinking I was she like, probably, okay. okay, what the hell she, are we she, talking about? That's the, that's the <laughs> so, so no, so she probably means the avalanche method. That's what I'm assuming. Oh, because okay. those are the two that you complete that usually compare. Okay, she said mm-hmm. envelope. Maybe she got them mixed yeah, up. Yeah, so, so like she need the help for real. No, <laughs> because, <laughs> well, no, the envelope method because envelope method is a budgeting method. It's mm-hmm. like the old school grandma uh, method. The grandma yeah. method. Yeah. Yeah. So you take oh, your money right here and you put your envelope in your, you know, my rent envelope, my 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 gas and electric envelope. That's so cute. Yeah, so like and so, put it in the Bible next to the envelope with the bills and receipts. Right? Uh-huh. But with the uh, snowball versus avalanche, the way snowball works is that you pay off the debt with the smallest balance first because that's the debt that you're going to feel that you're going to be able to succeed at first. Right. And so it's almost like the difference between losing, like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out really hard or I'm going to walk around the block because it's like you're having small a- wins. Mm-hmm. A small win. Mm-hmm. So you pay off the debt with the smallest balance first while you're paying off every ever other debt. You are um, just paying the minimum. So that debt gets all the rest of the debt. Because usually we'll do this with our debt. A minimum plus a little. A minimum plus a little. Don't do that. That plus a little, combine them and give it to the smallest debt. Mm. Then pay that debt off. And when you pay that debt off, you are going to take that full payment it's, it's minimum plus all those littles that you gathered up and you're going to pay to the second lowest debt that you're paying off. So now the second mm-hmm. lowest debt is getting like three payments in one. The first debt's minimum, it's minimum, plus that extra money that you found from your budget. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they call it the snowball method is think about like... um. I guess Bugs Bunny, where the snowball starts at the top, at the top of the hill, mm-hmm. and then it gets rolling, gets bigger, bigger, bigger. So same thing with your you're collecting mm-hmm. minimums along the way. So when you're paying the third lowest debt off, you're paying, you're paying, you're giving it the first lowest debt's minimum, the second lowest debt's minimum, its minimum, plus that extra money from your budget. So as you get to bigger and bigger amounts that you owe, you have more and more money to throw at it without going back to the budget for extra money because mm-hmm. you're collecting the minimums, you know. So I prefer that method. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really- paid off my debt in 2015. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and I started with the smallest credit card. Mm-hmm. And once I paid off, paid that off, it was yes. like positive reinforcement. Yes. I was like, oh, shit, uh, this is possible. This. Yeah. yeah. And so with the other way, you're really focusing on the debt with the largest, um, the largest uh, uh, interest rate first. Mm. Because that's the debt that's the most expensive debt. Mm-hmm. So, But the problem with the debt with the largest interest rate, what if that's your student loan at Fifty thousand dollars. Right. You gonna right. be out of forever. When are you gonna feel that feel that good feeling? Right. You know you're not going to. So it, there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. It's just that it takes a long time to feel good. So right. I prefer for most people the I prefer the snowball method for paying off your debt. It's slow and steady. So if you have that set up, and then you're like, I can still go on vacation because I am paying off this debt. Because also too, I want us to get away. Black people get close. Yes. Come on. Yes. I want us to get away from focusing solely on getting debt free. 
like uh, Prudential has a study called like the Black Experience Study, something to that effect. And they found that the number one goal for black folks financially is to get debt free. And the number one goal for the rest of the country, everyone else, is to grow wealth. We are mm. on the wrong side of that. Damn. Somewhere along the way, we have confused debt freedom with wealth. Mm. Right. You know who else is debt free? My niece, she's two years old. How about that? Right? Amelia's still broke, though. How about that? Because debt-free does not equal well. Right. right. Here's what happened. So I learned a lesson. I would say I probably learned this lesson. It was like three years ago, and I had a light bulb moment. I had all this credit card debt because some scam um, that one of my quote-unquote friends put me through, but he's in jail now, so, eh. <laughs> you can't hear me anyway because you're in jail. Oh, power <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> Not him being in jail. They tell you this is a big rich time, nigga. Yeah. So, oh, shit. So I had all this credit card debt, and I just mm-hmm. lost my job, and so I told myself, you know, I'm going to really focus on paying off this credit card debt so I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. So for two and a half years, it was $35,000. For two and a half years, I did nothing but focus on the debt and I paid it off. And when I was done, I was like, ah, still broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, wait, I thought I was going to like, did I have some extra money left over a month? No. Yeah, like a few hundred dollars because <laughs> I don't have to pay it toward that um that debt. But still, it didn't, I was like, damn, I, I spent all that time and I'm broke. And I was looking at my student loan debt. It was $52,000. And I said, hmm, do I spend the next three years focusing on the student loan debt? Or at the time, I was really starting to build the budget nista. And like the light bulb clicked on. And I was like, no, I am going to put, I'm going to give my student loan debt the minimum balance, like the minimum um, uh, payment every single month and automate it and leave it. And then I'm going to put all of my energy and the rest of my money that I'm not using for other things into growing the budget nista. Two years ago, I got to a point with the budget nista because it was like that 52000 that I could have, it wasn't 52000 I don't know how much I must have invested in the budget nista, but I didn't put that extra money toward that debt. I invested it into my business, and then two years ago, I was able to write a $52,000 check Ooh, for wow. that for hmm. that debt. Not only just that, in that, same year, wow. in that same year, it was that $52,000 check. I also bought my house, a 180 house, cash. Stop it. Wow. I paid off my daddy and my mommy's house, cash, $120,000. Oh and I renovated my house, cash, another 180 <laughs> And so all of that. So imagine if I would have spent that same energy. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, two years. Yes. Yeah. So so, and now it wasn't two years that it took me to, to get to the budget needs to, to that point. I would say it probably was maybe like five to seven years, mm. you know, but still like look how using my time to reinvest back into myself and to right. grow wealth. Redirecting the energy. Yeah. I can get you. If you focus on growing wealth, you get debt freedom by default. Mm. If you focus on getting debt free, that's all you get. Oh, so I man. want mm. us to focus on learning, <laughs> earning, wow. growing well. Honestly, my life is like completely different because I was really someone who was like, nope. My mama said, you got to pay off this debt. You got to pay off this debt. That's what I know. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But you're like, I can use that energy elsewhere. Right. Like, how can I reinvest it back into myself? You know, I'm going to take this marketing class and I'm going to I'm going to write more books and I'm going to figure out how I can grow this business and hire more people. And right. do those. And so that's so real, because that's literally what I did. A lot of the campaigns I've done over the years. Mm-hmm. I use that to pay off debt mm-hmm. as opposed to using it, like you said, to reinvest back to reinvest into me and making mm-hmm. myself bigger. So it's that's a, a lesson. That's actually really valuable. I'm telling, I'm so I want, glad you I brought want that us up. as people to focus on that. Learning, earning, and growing wealth. That debt freedom will take care of itself. Don't ignore your debt now. Right. Like put it on set it and forget it. Let it do that. Focus all of your energy once you've automated it into growing wealth. Mm. Uh, now yeah. one of the biggest questions that we mm-hmm. did get actually was like 
I'd say 50% of the question really? was how do I grow that wealth? Good question. Yeah. So growing wealth a few different ways. You can do like slow and steady and like invest. So, well, first, let's talk about foundationally, right? You should be mm-hmm. setting aside money for your future. Mm-hmm. So in some sort of retirement account. If you don't do nothing else, because most of us don't know. Where do I put it? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's a liar, a cheat, a thief, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially black folks. Under the, you know, <laughs> under the mattress, me. right? Mm-hmm. So, here are three words. Write this down. Pull over, Keisha. I see you. <laughs> okay, Jamal. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait, what? She called me. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, target date fund. If you don't know nothing else, if you don't take anything else away from our talk today, remember those three words. Target date fund. Here's how that works. So, the way a target date fund works is that... It's typically a mutual fund, which is a collection of different types of investments. So like stocks and bonds. And so the way stocks work is that stocks are you own a piece of a company, right? And so stocks are a little bit riskier because if the company goes up, it goes up. If the company goes down, it goes down. But with high risk comes high reward. So if you're trying to grow your money fast and big, stocks, right? Then there are bonds. Bonds are typically issued by municipalities and the government. And so they're a little bit safer. They don't go up very much, but they keep you kind of balanced. So so typically you're looking for a balanced portfolio. You ever heard someone say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means a balance of stocks and a balance of bonds, right? So my dad, who is 75, he should have more bonds than stocks. And because the older you get, the more your money should be in safer, more conservative investments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like like um, Roman, my nephew, who's four, if I'm going to invest for him, he's going to be 96 percent stocks That's because so he has a long time to go before he has to pull it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So most of us are like, well, how do I even know how to do that? You don't have to. That's what a target date fund does for you. It actually rebalances for you year after year oh, based wow. upon the target date. So let's just say you say to yourself, OK. Like I just turned 40 and I tell myself I want to I want to um, retire when I'm 60, let's just say. So I would put my um, I would put my money in a target date fund for what's 20, uh, 40, um, 20 years from now, um, 2040. Mm-hmm. So I would pick a target date fund for 2040 or as close to as 2040 as I can get. Usually target date funds are like every five years. Right. So I would put my money in there and. So then it would rebalance itself every year. The closer and closer I get to 2040, the more conservative my money will mm. reinvest itself. I don't have to do anything except for set up the target date fund. And monitor it. Pick, not even really. Just like you literally, it will rebalance. It's like, oh, Dustin's one year closer. Rebalance a little less stocks, a little more bonds. He's That's even so closer. A little. So and it does it for you. And you just put your money like a savings account. Every pay period, you put $20, $20 into your target date fund. If you don't do anything else, please, black people, I beg you, open you up a target date fund. So there are companies like um, Vanguard, um, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. Here's what you're going to look for. I personally like Vanguard, but here's what you're going to look for. You're going to look for something called an expense ratio. That's really, what's the fee are they charging me to manage my fund? Right, Mm. to make sure it matures appropriately from bonds versus stocks. I'm listening. Go ahead. So you are going to look for the lowest expense ratio. Now, there are people who will charge an expense ratio of 1% or 2%, which doesn't sound like much until you do the math, and it might be $100,000 in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. So what I like about, so you're going to look for, there are plenty of target date funds that charge you, I think at the time, like right now, Vanguard is like 0.09%, meaning like, you might have like $10,000 in there and maybe they're charging you like 30 bucks a year or something like that. Mm. Whereas if you were to work with a financial plan or a financial advisor and you mm. don't have a complicated, like um, I had a financial um, advisor for a long time 
when I didn't really quite need one mm-hmm. because I didn't have enough stuff going on to warrant the twelve hundred dollars I paid him. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. when I could have just put my money in, in a Vanguard Target Day fund and paid thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because right. let's just say this, right? Let's just say in order for him to pay for himself, my target date fund would have to make me $1,200 to pay him plus whatever interest for me. And they've done the studies to find that the automated system that they use in target date funds does better than the actual person choosing for you. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. So you're literally losing money because they're not as good. So I know they're financial advisors who are rolling their eyes. Oh, well. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not saying financial advisors are, are the worst because you have to buy with financial advisors. You you, um, you can buy insurance um, and things like that. So you can buy other investment vehicles. But I mean, you just said that it's only a requirement for somebody who has a portfolio that reflects the need for that. Yeah. So like right. right now yeah. I have a financial planner, but I also have four businesses. Right. right? I have property. I have. Right. So, so it makes sense for me to pay Angelie. That's my plan. It makes sense for me to pay her. Angela, he is your financial plan. <laughs> she Angelique. does it all. You hear me? <laughs> Shout out to you, Angelique. No, honestly, I love Angelique. She be getting mm-hmm. me together. But... So it makes sense because I'm not paying her just for one thing. Right. Like um, Angelie, because she's not cheap. I pay Angelie um, $15,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I hear but that. But she also, like she sets up, she's setting up um, um, health insurance and benefits for my companies. Mm-hmm. So she does personal, she does, per- she's doing all of the things. And so, and it's a write-off for me because the budget needs to pay for that. Mm, wow. You know? So, but like Tiffany, I would say 10 years ago, didn't need all of that. If I would have known, I just would have opened up a target date fund, put my money there every pay period mm-hmm. and let it rock out. the hell with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's truthfully what they're kind of going to do for you anyway. Most of your financial advisors are going to kind of do that for you anyway. But you can do that yourself and save that money. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to get this tonight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. <clears throat> Come into the room. <laughs> How do you build, because, you know, you needed to know the difference between finding a planner versus an advisor versus. So how do you even source out a network of people of color Mm -hmm. um, that specialize in any sort of uh, financial services? Because you might have someone that has a tax need Mm -hmm. versus, um, like you were saying, the planner. They can help you purchase like health care. And um, even that, I feel like is something, a whole nother language in itself, trying to figure out like what you need, like for co-pays and deductibles and things like that. Mm -hmm. So how would you um, go about finding a network of people of color? I said I was going to start one because I'm in this. So I I know all the hot people, you know. I know you know. But but you know, (laughs) we we can't have Carlos. (laughs) I know. Carlos like, don't say my name online, online no more. (laughs) Because Carlos is my account to everybody. I mean, everybody loves Carlos. Oh my god, Carlos is the best. Like, um, and Carlos is black. Hey, and Angelie is actually Indian. Hey, Angelie. And so, um, so I, it's honestly, it is hard to find. I'm in a Facebook group where all these financial educators and things are in the Facebook group, so I know, like, oh, there's Dominique for that. Oh, Sandy does this, you know. And I said, I actually, I probably should just start a directory because I honestly don't know of um. A directory, and I said I was going to start one on top of my 511 job. <laughs> um, but I should just start a directory so people can find people. Yeah, yeah to your point. so necessary. No, for, for real. I mean, well, I already got the budget needs to not come. <laughs> right? But I know what you mean that we should have a, a like a budget needs to directory. Now you have, you know, you got my. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I should just put it up and let people put their own stuff in. Mm-hmm. You know? I totally believe in you doing that, just because yeah. you already offer so many resources on your own. Mm-hmm. But then there are people I feel like that would benefit from like being able to like talk to somebody. Somebody want mm-hmm. or like get a more personalized service exactly or if they're not 
like a go-getter themselves or they can't self-start or they just don't know like where to pinpoint because there's so much to it. Because let's say you leave that job and you no longer have to fill out the 1040. Now you got to figure out what your new forms are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you want to learn about deductibles, but you don't want to expense the wrong things. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, no, no. She be, like, for example, like my, my boy, he's actually from um, Harlem, but I think he lives in. Um, I know he lives in. Um, he's so Harlem, too. Like, yo, yo, tip. Yo, yo. I'm like, you are very Harlem. And so his name is. Everyone's Ash- be having the money. His name is Ash Cash. Okay. Oh, Ash Cash. Right? So his, that's like his real name, too. I think his first name is like Ash Tantaneous. And like I that. know the S in that Ash is a dollar sign. Right? But he's dope and he's black and he does one on ones. Right? Yeah. And so when people ask me, like, I, I usually say, I'm like, go to IamAshCash.com and get you a one on one. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I know, honestly, like, my friend Nativa, she's actually the the, um, the credit nista and she will get your whole life together. So I know. Ooh. So my friend Sandy's one of my favorites. She um, does side hustles with Sandy. When I tell you, she, when I first met her, she was working at HR full time and she was able to, um, what does Sandy do? Oh, $80,000 in one year selling stuff on Amazon. Mugs Get out and, of here. Yes. Yeah, so, so, wow. so she did that to pay off her student loan debt. Wow. And so, but like, these are the amazing people. Uh, my friend Dantisha, she's actually teaching a class like tonight or something like that. But black woman that helps you take your idea from, from idea to invention to product on the shelf. She partners with one of the sharks um, from Shark Tank. Um, I forget the name. Uh, the guy with like, he had like really great hair. He was one of the original sharks. I was about to Mr. say, Mr. Wonderful. No, he, no, no, uh, the Marquee, other, uh, no, the other one. He was like gray suits you know what I mean I don't know yeah, I know, you're about, I I know him by yeah, face yeah, yeah. Right? I know but it then... ain't Bethany stingy ass <laughs> 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 she, she ain't got coins like that <laughs> that's what that's about <laughs> <laughs> no shade Bethany if you want a partner <laughs> 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 but okay. like so like but Don Tisi because we're, we're I mean how many people you might not have $10,000 for a patent and a lawyer and this and that but she teaches like she's teaching a class now uh, for for um for women of like my women of color she's teaching a class and normally she charges $10,000 for a six month intensive she's doing a two hour long class on Thursday and she's doing it for 50 bucks and I just asked her to what? do what you know I asked her to do me a favor I was like so many people want to get into this world but they can't and so, well, if you want, that's a, what is the thing? Six, damn. Oh, sixfigureproduct.com. And so I think it's like a hundred bucks, but then if you use the word Dreamcatcher, all one word, it takes a it takes a dollar off. But it's live. Actually, by the time y'all hear, it's actually probably gonna be closed. I don't even know what I told you. My bad. But they need to know these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, <laughs> I just realized that, that I'm like, <laughs> so you're right. They're like, hey, hey. she's gonna be like, girl, you got these people cussing me out. But that's but to your point, Asante. I know so many amazing uh, people of color that do this, and because my whole team, I think about Tony. She's my attorney. Um, um, she's black. Ari, he's also an attorney. My attorney, he's black. My COO, my CFO, my CMO. Hmm. And so I'm surrounded by black excellence. And you're Oof. right. I think people need access to that. Yes. We do. Mm-hmm. I will yes. help. I'll be your intern to help get it <laughs> yes. together. Yeah. Yes. I will too. Need, yeah. I know right? the check going to come on time. <laughs> okay. But when I, when I tell you, like, honestly, <laughs> one of my, like, when I first started the Budget Needs, I remember my mentor, shout out to Lynette Kalfani Cox. She's one of the first black women, financial black women on TV. She sound rich. <laughs> <laughs> right, she be putting me to shame. I'd be like, wait, what? Don't you know the other day on Facebook she had like a um these like monopoly um houses on Facebook and she was like, These represent the houses me and my husband own. I'm Ooh. like, there's a there's a there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of them there. <laughs> I was like, Well damn, yeah, she's on a whole nother level. Ooh, yes. But she she cracked open the 
door for me to even see mm. that there was more because in the beginning the I was just doing yes one on ones I'm like if I could just make a thousand dollars a month we you know we got this and then she showed me that there were so many streams of income that I didn't even think of like literally I will launch a project with a friend of mine who does something dope and I will share like I did this with um. A friend Tila who teaches stocks, and um, and she's a single mom. She she wanted to spend more time with her kids. She's now married, but wanted to spend more time with her kids. So she learned how to trade online. Started a school called like Trade Your Nine to Five or something like that. And she um, we did like a partnership together. And I was like, Tila, you know, give us a good price. You know, I know you normally charge. I think it's like fifteen hundred or whatever. But do a one day or one week workshop for us. And she did. And. $200,000 nearly in two or three days is what we made. Wow. I was even shocked. But do you see, like, <sighs> what, what was it that you said, friend, that you love so much? Um, community? No, you said last time that you love Ecosystem. um, ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it changes yes. everything. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my friends that we've done things together and made six figures. Yes. That, that, like, it's mind-blowing because as a preschool teacher, I wasn't even making $40,000 a year. Lord, that just touched my chest yes. when you said that. Because I, I, <laughs> I can imagine what that feels like to be in the difference yes. of like the experience being so different. Yeah, it is. From when you were a preschool teacher. Just, also, whenever you want to rack up six <laughs> figures with, with your boy. I was like, we're trying to be on the money team. You know what I'm saying? saying? We can figure but, but, something like, out. Just imagine, like, together, like, if you were to lean into your into your 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 circle, your right? offerings. Yes. I mean, yeah, Issa Ray said it best. She's like, right, everybody wants to network up. No. I want to talk to Oprah. She's like, I believe in horizontal networking. Yes. Yep. Honestly, I pull the people that I know. It's you know, true. I'm like, well, yes. what you working on? That sounds good. My Dreamcasters would love that. Oh, what am I doing? I'm doing this. Well, share me with your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just never know if we worked collectively together. I don't have to look outside of us. I run uh, two seven-figure-a-year companies. One of them is a multi-seven-figure-a-year company. <laughs> For real. A six-figure-a-year company and a five-figure-a-year company. I mean, like, without with staying right here. Right. You know what I mean? And this is without, like, you know, like, um, folks outside of my culture really knowing, like, who I am. I mean, they're just starting, starting to figure out a little bit. Every once in a while, I'll get someone and be like, oh, my God. You're a Pajanista. And I'm like, no. I welcome all the sisters. That's but, right. right. But it's just like interesting. But still, like imagine that all impact. that's built. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But all that built within, within our the, own community. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reach outside yourself. You have everything you need Ooh. right here. You, just, you have to lean in and, and work collectively together. I don't I believe what's for me is for me. I share a lot. People always think I'm foolish for how much I share. No. I, I put so many people on. When I tell you, I have it comes back tenfold. Tenfold, and plus, my mother taught me that you reap what, where, or what you sow, but not always where you sow. Yes. So there are be people who I've literally mm. helped build six figure businesses for them, and then they <laughs> shit it on me later, and I'm like, okay. But then, then something else comes along, Another and I'll sign a blessing. contract. Mm-hmm. You could turn around and snap your fingers right. in your face <laughs> and you sign a new contract, right? And then one, 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 whatever magic I brought to the table for them wears off, and they realize, oh. You know what, dang, you know, that was Tiffany that helped me do that. And they can't come back to the well. Mm, breeze you, burn, honey. Mm-hmm. You could join, <laughs> you could join that. Torched. You could join, join, um, join such and such in jail. Such and such. Hey, such and such. Hey, such and such. Hey, such and such. You didn't forget a name. Hey, such and such. No, you didn't, man. No, you But I love that because, one of, like I was saying, a lot of the biggest, bigger questions were people just being like, I you know, it's easier said than done being yes. told you need to make more money mm-hmm. yeah. because you're already short on time, short on energy, full of, you know, mm-hmm. up to your neck in debt. Some people working two, three jobs and they're like, it's how can you tell me you just need to make more? Okay, so here's the thing. So, OK, this is because 
if you you don't always necessarily need to make more, but you have to learn to grow more. So I know a woman. She's a mom, her and her two kids, that's it. So she was trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I make more money? I can't, I work, I can't work anymore. Right. My kids are really little. There's no time. What do I do? Make them sew and cook. Get <laughs> <laughs> to so. work, babies. Yeah, I have my kids sewing like a motherfucker. Like, hey, you know, it'll be fun to you. You have to push a pedal. You know push the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> no, she took a push the pedal. You well, know what I mean? I shit together. Okay. <laughs> That's a factory. Oh, in-house. No, child labor. The family is praise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what she realizes that, like, so she sells stuff on Poshmark. Mm. So she takes pictures of all the stuff, right? And she actually goes to like uh, these like thrift stores, finds really like dope things. So she's got a really great eye, you know. And sometimes she'll even take up to like a seamstress to get them like maybe the hem shorter or whatever. Yeah, seamstress, all right. <laughs> you know who really fixed that hem? Dead. My man, Jimmy. <laughs> I said make it straight. It's the you, you know what to do. You're in there. <laughs> so, so she sells stuff on Poshmark, but that's not enough. Right, so mm-hmm. she sells stuff on Poshmark, and she uses the Poshmark money. And she took my friend Tila. Remember, I told you she has mm-hmm. a trade nine to five class yes. or academy. And she took her class, and she uses that money to trade with, to mm. grow. But do you see? So this is someone she takes the pictures when the kids are asleep on the weekends, goes to mail out on Saturday to the mm-hmm. to the mailbox so. with the kids in tow. Mm-hmm. And then once she gets that money, she's been using it to trade. So then she can, because you can trade at any time. So when the kids are asleep, she can trade online and she's been making money that way. So Smart. where there truly is a will, there's a way. You don't have to have all the resources. Just one really great idea. When I was a, a preschool teacher, I used to tutor. I used to babysit. Mm-hmm. You can make money that way. You know, like you can, there's so many things. So like, like for example, if you're a teacher, I never used to like to make my lesson plans. What if, like, if if you're a teacher and your lesson plans are awesome, why not start a subscription where it's five bucks a month and people can get a lesson plan delivered directly to them? Mm. You know? Especially with the technology now. Yes, teachers will pay for that, hands down. Like, lesson plans that are aligned with the federal standards. Yeah. And you get five bucks a month from, say, like, uh, 50 teachers you know Ooh, what I mean but do you see genius yes. literally what's so genius about look at all the IDs you got right? you, know? you need to be up in Silicon Valley or something <laughs> you need a, t- a tank or something because I don't believe in excuses you know mm-hmm. like you can lean into that and say woe is me or you can say you know what because my dad would always say when I was um, younger if I got like a B and I came home with it he'd be like oh, okay did anybody get an A and I'm like uh yeah I think Jimmy got an A he said oh so they was giving out A's <laughs> and I'm like uh, uh, uh meaning that if somebody did it why didn't you mm-hmm. are they an alien do they have two heads that's what my dad was like do they have two heads my dad is Nigerian mm-hmm. and you know meaning like are they is something so special right. about them so you're not in reinventing the wheel like literally the solution is out there you know so like someone else is making money how are you not making money mm. you know there's another black woman with two kids making money so then if you're a black woman with two kids so can you like the solution is out there you might not know it what what it is yet but it doesn't mean that it's not out there you have to know that if you have a question just by nature of you having a question there is an answer yeah. you know there's a yin and a yang to everything mm-hmm. so if you're like how do I do this? You don't know the answer, but the how you do it is out there. And there's some people who simply need that push to get started. Mm-hmm. There's some people who definitely have the drive and the ambition. They just need somewhere to start from. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're such a valuable resource offering these sort of gems for free over a podcast like this right. and throughout all the other tons of opportunities you get. Because I've been seeing you, girl, mm-hmm. even around. You know, let me tell you, like probably the coolest thing that just recently happened, I was just telling Fran earlier that um I did these series of videos for mm-hmm. a 
CNBC. OMG. Right? And I was like, and usually these days, I'm like, you know, I try to keep it cool. Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's happy, you know? Like, when we did Usher. <laughs> yes. You know, I'll always geek them. I'm going to lie. But we didn't meet Usher. Well, no, I did meet Usher. Yeah, no, he looked totally. like a dog. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I got my picture either way. Nobody was like, is that a wax figure? I'm like, it was a cutout. Because he was so frozen. Damn. Yo, Damn. Yeah, it was under the uh, comments. Like, is yeah. that a cutout? I'm Tiffany? like, yeah, I'm taking a cutout for freaking Usher. That must have been that week that girl said he had gave her uh, he had a lot going on that week. <laughs> <laughs> he was tired. Right? So, uh, meanwhile, I laugh at the I'm sure thought, what was I saying? Shit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So, I did the videos for CNBC. Yes. Right? And um, so, they told me, like, it's a slight, like, slight, slight, slight possibility that your videos can be picked up by the New York official, like, um, transportation hub. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever that means. Someone tweeted me two days ago. was like, yo, I see you and sent me a picture. I'm looking at the picture like, what kind of computer screen is that? He's like, no, yo, I'm in a taxi. I'm like, I'm in a so fucking taxi? So you broadcasting the damn New York All City taxis? All of them. Taxis. How oh, many wow. taxis There are that, about 14,000 taxis and they oh make three to 400,000 trips a month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, I think even a day. Forget a month. So imagine how many people wow. are going to get in a taxi and see my face talking about hey 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 it's me the budgetista here's how you budget here's how you save here's how you face wow. your credit mm-hmm. and you gave those lessons in that yep. video mm-hmm. so I have I, I take probably like 8 to 12 little uh, clips um, little for vignettes. them yes yeah. and I was just like yo what is this like and I would play that you know I, I'm one of those that presses mute as soon uh-huh. as I can uh-huh. <laughs> me too but I would listen uh-huh. to what Tiffany had no, to say no I would absolutely listen <laughs> what but it's just so crazy and also too like to, that's to, dope to, Tiffany to, so thank dope you. man but to ecosystem right so the sister that beat my face I make sure I tag her in all things. I see how many people now use her. Yep, mm-hmm. same. Right? I do so that every time. Because you just never know. My hair right? braider, my hair stylist. If we just we did man. that more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't partake, but I hear about I don't partake, but I know people who do. You know who got that good green, you know what I'm saying? Dead. Right? So, but, like, imagine if we did that more and more. I know. Like, like my so my sister is my stylist, and I'm all always tagging her and as a result she's been able to get more and more styling jobs you just Dope. like I just think that I wish like, people did that more yeah they did that more I, you know I hear people say well I paid her why well, I need to tag them and you're like okay but here's the thing that energy you put out is the same energy you get back mm, right yeah. you know and so like yeah so I just I mean honestly I just want us to know that there's a lot of money out there to get a ton if I just tell you like so you you could do things like for example like if like influencers now you know you find all these pennies online like I want to be the one that says, you know, like, why, where my Fashion Nova? Meanwhile, I, I didn't realize Fashion Nova's rates, just how dismal they were, mm-hmm. right? So Fashion Nova's paying you, like, say, $500 for 30 posts. I'm like, the hell? What? That's crazy for some people, right? But meanwhile, there's something called an SMT. I did this two or three of these last year where I sit in front of a camera for like three or four hours and a certain brand like so let's just pretend a brand like, like a toothpaste brand and they're like hey Tiffany um, we want you to integrate our brand into this conversation with, with every news outlet that, that, um, that calls in Right. So they've already prepped a news outlet like, you know, they I guess they paid to have like what seems like it's like an infomercial. So they call it. okay, this is Janet um, from ABC News in North Carolina. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, Janet. okay let's start. Hey, Tiffany. So how are you? Did you know that toothpaste is really good for you? So I do that for three or four hours and at minimum thirty thousand dollars, usually about maximum fifty thousand in (laughs) one 
damn day. <laughs> you fighting over Fashion Nova coins, sis. There's more out there. Wow. And honestly, it messes up the influencer economy mm-hmm. when people are willing to work for free mm-hmm. and take whatever is given. You Just know, for because the sake of yeah, what it really is. messes. I, sometimes I wish that we could all. That's why there needs to be like a union or something yes. where we all come together and say, no, these are the rates, yes. these are the standards based on your following. Like, don't let anyone pay you less than. And if you did that, because I mean, like, even in our Black Money Group, we talk about it all the time. I'm like, how much? Um, did you get from such Oh, we such? do that all the time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to know. And yes, because you just, get jerked. What? Somebody just offered me now. Right now, my I um get like my keynote rate is thirty thousand dollars, right? Right. And so, like, so this conference just came to me and like they offered me a keynote rate of twenty five hundred. I'm like coming in, <gasps> and I really thought it was a mistake. <sighs> I was like, oh, you forgot a zero? <laughs> no, because I really so I was like, you know, call me because clearly, and he was like, no. I thought, you know, because, you know, we, you know, nope. we, we're kind of well. I was like, I, are you crazy? I was like, yo, I don't tweet for twenty five hundred. <laughs> That's what I told him. I don't are tweet you for crazy. Tw- I couldn't. Be- I was so offended. I, no offense. But meanwhile, I know for a fact that that same conference also is paying all these others mm-hmm. thirty to fifty thousand right. dollars. So you thought you was going to come here. Yo, I got a whole law pass, bro. Yeah, I was like, and this is one of the reasons why, quite honestly, I work internally. To grow because if you treat your audience right, I don't I don't need out there. Mm, you know what I mean? Because so you treat real. your audience right, then your audience will invest right back into Talk you. That shit, and then Tiffany. you can invest back into them. Yes. So I'm like, I don't need like I don't need I could work with never work with the big brand. Yeah. And still, like honestly, the seven figures that I make have nothing to do with the brand. That is yep. so real. Nothing to do with the brand. It's all internal. It's all people buying books, people being a part of my literature academy, all of that. That's what it's it's mostly from. And so, like, because I just don't want to ever be, like, um, I don't want to be beholden to to making money by doing things that's not in alignment with how I want to show up. Ever. Yeah. You know? Ever. Wow. So I that's be... the point of all your hard work. Exactly. Is to have total fulfillment mm-hmm. when it comes to your professional endeavors. France speaks about that all, all the time. All the time. It's a non-negotiable. And yeah. I really don't like the guilt that people try to put on you yeah. where it's like, come on, you talk about community all the time. And it's like, yes, and you should feel shame yes. that yeah. you're trying to make me lower my rate yes that's you know? not community actually and you can decide like I, I I volunteer all the time I don't feel exactly. guilty anymore Look I was at, like, we do this show for free every yes. week mm-hmm. I mean so, exa- no for real yeah. like this is like what a value you're bringing to people's lives and you and, know what else I'm sorry I definitely didn't mean to cut yeah, you off but once you've established a pattern of only um, accepting a certain level of compensation you, you don't get have a more problem of that. donating <laughs> your time to what you feel are worthy mm-hmm. causes mm-hmm. you don't have a problem going to talk to the kids you know what yeah. I'm saying like and and don't want actually you end up wanting to contribute into those situations mm-hmm. to make them really enriched at a level that you feel, know that those recipients deserve so it only makes sense to be rewarded appropriately for your hard work mm-hmm. so that you can have charitable endeavors and, and, and really get into philanthropy if that's what you want to do exactly Shit. so like i just think that like you that you can give and still be paid well like i've Amen. learned that like you can literally my do brand. good work mm-hmm. for real i want to i want to do good work i want to help good people and i want to make good money mm-hmm. you can you can do no, all those things nothing, nothing not a damn thing <laughs> let's get these cra- i know they're like tiffany shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, before we do get into the questions uh-huh. can you really quickly mention the side hustle website that you said yes. your friend because i know they're gonna want to know that okay i know sandy's gonna kill me and it ain't onlyfans.com <laughs> If you yes, get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I know people are gonna be like, please, <laughs> please. at least just give us those yes. two gems because you know, people do need some. 
they're I know people are willing to do that, but they just need a little nudge Again, in the start. right direction. Yeah. yeah. So we can just give them those two sites. And of course, those of you listening, I will write them down Absolutely. underneath where the information is. Um, but, 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 but I think so. She has. So it, I Googled because it's my her friend. Her name is Sandy. We always teach. It's called Side Hustles with Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you literally her class, her school is actually called Yes, I Am Cheap. So, <laughs> Um, yes. Wow. <laughs> but honestly, here's the thing. I have, so Sandy, Teela, all these people, I have an online school called the Live Richer Academy. Yes, which people were saying yes. changed mm-hmm. their yes. life. So I made sure all of them are in there. Sandy teaches side hustles in there. Teela teaches trading your nine to five in there. Ash Cash teaches money mindset. So everyone I mentioned, I'm mentioning them because they're inside the Live Richer Academy. And honestly, I'm going to give you, because usually if you go to livericheracademy.com, the academy is like, I think it's like 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But here is like our, our like, um, well, sometimes when I go live, I give this like secret link and it's forty uh, percent off. And Ooh, it is um, damn, yes, y'all. Yes. Thank, you, thank you, Tiffany. Yeah, so let me make sure. I'm like, let me because we turn it off sometimes, so let me make sure it still works, right? Because you know, the people, they, be, people be doing the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was told by day. Apple Care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's join. LRA for Literature Academy. Join LRA.com and it is still working and it brings them from 50 bucks a month. Let me make sure. It brings from 50 bucks a month to 30 bucks a month. 29 wow. mm-hmm. So you'll literally, so don't go to livericheracademy.com because you'll see the full price there. This is like our temporary link that we make live every once in a while. Can you repeat it one more time? The link? So it's join J O I N L ra.com and it's that's the link to get the you'll see it it says like 29 yeah the 40% off Mm -hmm. thank you so much and so through there they'll be able to see all of the teachers Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of the teachers so like like I the people in my life that have helped me to get to where I am now I always call myself a baby millionaire and I'm always really transparent about my finances so my net worth right now I think last time I met with Angelie it was like 1.2 million now that's net worth like not because people are like oh you got not cash net worth yeah. (laughs) yeah so net worth is the difference from what you own and what you owe Mm. so you own this amount of money but how much of that do you actually owe Mm. so you might actually owe more than you own and you have a negative net worth there are people who right there are people who own say a million dollar house but they owe 10 million so that means your net worth is negative 9 million that sounds like that TLC movie (laughs) yeah yeah that's what it sounds like (laughs) no no for for real because TLC to that point to Dustin's point honestly they had made all that money so ownership but then they end up owing exactly that's why they popped off at the Grammys like that as they should as they should Lisa mm-hmm. was like, so let me tell you Hello. how. She's okay. doing the okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, like, you really want to protect your um, your network. So what I did inside the academy is I honestly, I tried to get, not tried, I reached out to all of those those finance. That, that's almost like where the directory is. Actually, that's where I'm going to start with, Ashante. Ashante, yes. sorry. Yes, I'm actually going to grab, because it's about 50 to 60 different experts in there. Ooh. I'm going to put them in a directory. Because the, the, the academy members, I call them my dream builders, they have access to that full directory of people. Wow. wow. But I never thought about making them you know, making that public. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could sell that directory or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll buy it. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep it behind the paywall, I was already about to get my percent off, okay? I got the link now, you know what I'm saying? Wow, man. Okay, so yes. now that we have that, yes. let's get into some of the questions. So, student loans. Mm-hmm. So, someone says, I want to start a PhD program, mm-hmm. but it's $30,000. Okay. I am already $170,000 in debt from my bachelor's and master's. I have maintained and paid off my debt pretty well so far. My credit score is in the Mm mid-700s. Do you think accruing PhD debt is 
death. You hear me? That That's was a slip. Same thing. <laughs> death is worth it financially, and is it manageable? Did they say what they're getting a PhD in? No. So here's the thing that I want you to think about education as an investment, right? So you invest in something because you want it to yield you something. So yield you financially. So they found that, and there's nothing wrong with getting a PhD. Shout out to Dr. Kia. Yes. yes. Right. yes. Right. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Okay. I'll be listening too. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, right. So there's nothing wrong with getting a PhD if that's what you're wanting to edify yourself. Yes. But just know that if you're thinking about it as a, um, a financial decision, that yeah, they found that the money that you put into the PhD, you actually don't get it back. Oof. Mm-hmm. So there are very few percent. Like, there, like for example, if you're going to be a surgeon, then you're going to see it back there. For, but for most PhDs, they're, they're not getting a PhD in, um, you know, they're, or they're not getting a, um, a doctorate degree for surgery. Like, if you're a cardiologist, you're going to make that money back. Right, right? of you know? course. Look so, at uh, Married to Medicine. Exactly. Well, you know, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of them. Need, you know, we know that one. That I'm just, sorry, because I know you're on the road, but I just <laughs> yes. couldn't help it. There's <laughs> that one that be trying to pay off her bills. Uh, okay, see them moving. <laughs> see them moving. <laughs> Okay. I'm saying I know furniture. If you don't settle down, okay. <laughs> okay, I have a question. This yes. might just be basic, right? Mm-hmm. Credit cards. Mm-hmm. See, so I don't have credit cards. Okay. But I used to at one point, maybe 10 years ago. Okay. But there's a credit card I've always eyed. Okay, which is? A Delta card. Okay. <laughs> Should I... Or should not. Well, tell, t- tell me the reasoning behind wanting to get it. I he wants the miles. Alive, yeah. Okay. I fly alive anyway, so mm-hmm. I like my miles. And I wouldn't use it for the entire balance anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I were to decide to get one, and let's say I was able to get approved for one, mm-hmm. would it be dumb for me to just spend the two or $300 on there a month and pay that off versus the entire balance? Like, does that affect my credit weirdly or would it still be cool? Well, let's start with first the credit card. I don't think, to me, we have to remember a credit card is like a tool. I want you to think of a credit card like a hammer, mm-hmm. right? So you can use that hammer to build your financial life or you can or your house, right? Or you can use a hammer to destroy your house. It's up to you. Asanda, mm-hmm. you are the holder of the hammer. Credit cards are not inherently bad or good. They just are. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so once you understand that, then you're like, okay. So if you think that you're ready, you know, for um, a credit card, I probably wouldn't get a card for an airline because I would much rather you get a card like um is it Chase I have the um the card it's like a a Chase Sapphire card or whatever but you can with Google, all the rewards yeah so Google the one you can get a travel card that has additional rewards mm, okay. you see what yeah, I mean that's what I need so that's yeah. so because like for example I have like because I use my cards for um, marketing I have like over a million uh, points on, on like on, on on my card so I can travel Same. anywhere for free but the good thing is I can use it not just for travel. Because of the the Chase Sapphire card, I can use it. I can use those points for other things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want you to, for example, it's like getting a Home Depot card. There are some rare instances where it makes sense to get a store card, like when my husband and I were renovating our house. Right. You know, I could have gotten a Home Depot card temporarily, just because. But I would say typically it was. But instead, what we did was we got a a credit card. They gave us like I think like one or something percent cash back. Mm-hmm. So we used that as our Home Depot card. Mm-hmm. So at the end, I was able to get thousands of dollars cash back versus whatever Home people was trying to give me so i would say to get a travel card that gives you other rewards so that's one if you're going to get a card there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that and then two paying off your debt in full every month is always the wave i've seen these things float around where they're like pay half on the 15th and half on the 30th uh, or whatever 
I, riddle me this. So, friend, let's just say I owed you money, right? <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I know I owe you $1,000. I'm going to pay you $100 a month. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to pay you half on the 15th. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, Give okay. me my shit. <laughs> For real, right? It doesn't mean, it doesn't make you feel like better. You're like, okay, or you could just give me like, all my... Just give it to me. That's it. Exactly. Bottom so, line. Exactly. So, but paying off your debt in full every month is always going to be better for your credit score. Mm. You know, and if you can't pay it off in full every month, really try to get your score down to under 30% utilization. So, what that means is, let's just say you have a $1,000 limit card, you want to keep your balance under $300. Mm-hmm. Because anything above that is literally taking your score. 30% of your score is, is amounts owed. Meaning 30% of your score really is based upon your utilization. Mm. And if you owe too much, you're bringing down your score significantly. And I remember you had mentioned on the last show that mm-hmm. there's a date that you should mm-hmm. be paying after or yes. during. So can you remind us of that? Sure. So the mistake I was making, so I was remember so I had this one card that I used to call my I still have it. I call it my jump like Jordan card. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, LeBron's cute, but I'm 40. So Jordan. Why <laughs> <laughs> he stunts all of them. Right. And so I call it my jump like Jordan card because that's the card that I use to make my credit score jump up. And I don't put anything on that card except for Netflix. I leave that card at home. So Netflix charges that card every month. And then every month I have a separate bank account, checking account just for my bill, my bill money. So every month my bill money pays that card off in full. And so you can you can give yourself a boost by paying off nine bucks a month on Netflix because the credit bureaus, they don't or the credit reporting agencies, they don't care about the, the amount. amount. Mm. They care about the habit. So you it could be nine thousand a month, so nine dollars a month, nine cents a month. That's crazy. It don't matter. It's that same like, oh you, oh you out here paying, paying. You it's know, kind of like cheating. Wow. It mm-hmm. don't matter if it was one person, three people, whatever. <laughs> Either you way, cheated. exactly. Oh my yeah. god, no, but for real. See? And so like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I should have right? And so, but the key is so when I first got my jump like Jordan card, right? It was just a regular like Bank of America card. So when I first got it, literally, I would Netflix used to charge my card sale on, on the first, and I would have my my bills account um, paid off on like the third, and. I didn't see any movement and I didn't understand why I was paying off too quickly that the card mm, P company do that. was mm-hmm. reporting it. They didn't have enough time to even say I used it. Mm. They're like, well, by the time we report, it was already paid off. So I was like, oh. So because I, I remember I called, I was like, how come you're not reporting that I'm paying off my card? They're like, are you using your card? Because <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah. You're paying it off so quickly before we can report it. And I said, well, when do you report it? They said the statement date. I said, okay. So when I learned is, well, what day is my statement date? They'll let you know. Really, it's the date that the statement is issued to you. Mm-hmm. So once they issue it to you, that means they have told the credit bureaus that um, Fran, Asante, Asante, Dustin has used their card. And bef- by the due date, pay it off. So you want to pay, you want to charge your card, pay it off after the statement date, but Oops. by the due date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you do those are the two dates. After the statement date, after they've reported usage, but then by the due date because you don't want to be late, obviously. So if right. you do that, then you'll be good to go. But like put something super cheap on it. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you where that card is. I remember um when I lost my house to foreclosure during the recession, I had an 802 credit score before, and then it, it dropped down to a 547, mm-hmm. which I found out about when I was teaching a credit class, and I had the nerve to pull up my credit, and I didn't had not checked it. <gasps> so, you know, I was like, how did my sister account get on here? Right. <laughs> oh, wow. I took that down so quick. They were like, oh, what? what? I was like, sack, sack. Um, right. I can't Can even. you imagine? I was wow. like, Can somebody call IT? <laughs> <laughs> they lied up in here. And this is a good example of a... <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Like, a fraud. <laughs> right? And so, but then I was able to raise, <laughs> because the, the foreclosure finally hit. That's why. Mm. And so a foreclosure is like getting an F. Mm. Right? 
And so it brought my credit score down to a 547. So I did two Jump Like Jordan cards. And so that meant for for every um, month, I was getting two A's. You have to remember that your credit score is like your GPA. So remember school, right? Mm-hmm. So your GPA is an average of your grades. So your credit score is an average of your grades, but your grades are your financial choices as it relates to credit. Every time you pay, you got an A. Every time you don't pay, you get an F. Every time you you pay in full, you really get an A+. Plus. Every time you kind of pay, you get a C, B. Mm. So if you're wanting, let's just say, so I got a huge F when I lost my house to foreclosure. So in order to offset an F, how many A's do you have to get to get rid of a huge F? So people will tell me this. Um, I was late on my Sprint bill. Okay. And now I'm on time. Okay. I still got bad credit. Sis, did, were you late? So that means you had an F for six months in a row and you got one A? <laughs> Do you know what that is? Not even, a, it's not Nothing. even an F plus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to have to be on time more times than you were late before you can start to see a shift in mm-hmm. that F. And even then, that F might only move to a D and then you have to get more A's and then, then maybe you move to a C and then, and then eventually that F will fall off because after two years, it doesn't fall off your credit report, but it doesn't get rated as highly as everything else Mm. so because think about so your credit bureaus really want to know um how who you are now Mm -hmm. and so they don't look back really like three or four or five years they're like well five years ago you were younger you didn't have a job blah 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 but now the last two years is a true indication of who you are now Mm -hmm. so really it's the last two years that they're looking at as far as your as far as your activity to to give you that score now it'll still be on your report but your score is really judged by the last two years. Copy. Mm-hmm. And aren't they changing something? I was yes. reading that now they're the going to include. Right. So mm-hmm. can you explain the changes? So FICO is like a brand like Pampers. Remember mm-hmm. back in the day? Some of y'all mm-hmm. like Pampers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're too young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So remember back in the day, they used to say your mom would be like, go get them Pampers instead of diapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right? So FICO is like that. It's a brand that got really popularized by Susie Orman. And but still, because FICO got really popular, ninety percent of lending choices they use the FICO score. Got it. Even though the Advantage scores, there's all these other scores. But truthfully, you should look at your FICO score because that's what people are judging you by. So that's one, right? And so FICO, um, every so like, well, the last time they made a change was 2014. Okay. You know, so FICO sometimes will rechange up the scoring model to say, hmm. People are using credit differently. We need to be looking at the ways they use credit to judge them by. So FICO was heavily judging the way you use your credit cards. And so that was heavily being judged. Like, okay, Fran got a credit card, another credit card. The way she's using it, that's where we're putting most of our energy and our efforts on. But they noticed that people were getting smarter because people like me were hipping people to game. (laughs) And people were getting personal loans to pay off the credit cards. Mm. And so FICO never used to really look at the way you were navigating with personal loans. So now they're they're giving a heavier emphasis on personal loans than they were before. And so that's really the major change is that that the way you navigate with the personal loans that you're typically getting to pay off your credit cards, that they weren't looking at that before, but they're going to be looking at that heavily because they're looking at like you didn't really get rid of your debt, which is what it was looking like before. You got a loan, paid off your credit cards. FICO was like, congratulations, your credit card debt free. Here's an A. Meanwhile, you still got the debt over here. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Slicky, you, you still got an F because <laughs> of these parts that you... St- and then on top of it, you went back and ran up those credit cards again. So they're Ooh. really going to be looking heavily at that. And So wow. it's going to be harder. Yes, harder. But here's the thing. So about, I think it was like 80 million people have credit scores, right? So about 40 million of us for who are already doing good, your credit score will actually go up about 20 points. About 40 million folks who are not doing good, their credit score is going to like drop about um, 20 points. Sheesh. So if you're doing bad, it's going to look a little worse. If you do good, you, it'll look, look a little better. But here's the thing about FICO. Damn. One, it doesn't roll out. That new FICO 10 doesn't roll out until... 
2000 until the summer. Mm -hmm. And then also, you ever be on places and you're like, well, how come this person got, gave me like a 730 and I have a 750 here and I have a six whatever? It's because these different places are using different FICO models. Mm. Most mortgage companies are still on FICO 8. They slow to change. Mm. So, okay. so people are freaked out, but the mortgage companies, a, a lot of the, um, the places where you get cars, they'll likely still be on the old scoring model. So they will eventually get to the 10, but it might not be for three years from but now. For now, mm -hmm. you shouldn't stress mm -hmm. about it. But you should just be mindful about how you navigate with your credit um, as it relates to your credit cards and as it relates to personal loans because it'll eventually get there. But most of the big people who lend you money are not going to be using it for a little while. Right. So a change going to come. Exactly. Okay. Mm. I, thought this, <laughs> I thought this question was interesting. She says, why pay student loans? I have a 750 credit score. Mm -hmm. I own a home. I have a car that's paid off. I'd rather put my money towards a vacation. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Depending who you owe. If you owe Uncle Sam, they will literally come for you. Oh, shit. So if you do not pay, well, anybody can come for you legally, but especially if you owe the federal government, like ask Lauren Hill. Wesley Snipes just got out, right? <laughs> right? So, but no, for real, if you owe federal student loans, they do not play with their money. Mm -hmm. They will default you in so many different ways that you will not be able to get a job. Ooh, you know, girl. Because your credit score is it can will help it will stop you from from um borrowing like you wouldn't be able to get a cell phone without down payment you ever remember them days back when you first get your first cell phone they mm -hmm. make you put two hundred dollars down because you're young mm -hmm. and you don't have any credit score right and so but also too you can get let go there are certain jobs that you have to maintain a certain credit score in order to maintain that job yes. what really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like at banks and yeah, things yep. right mm -hmm. oh wow well, they, I did not like know that a judge of character broken, no bank Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, they're looking like you looking at this money okay, and the money looking at you. Steal or something, okay? <laughs> like, so even my mentee, she's a, an attorney and she was like, they told her when she, she had her internship and she was about to graduate and they told her, just so you know, heads up, we're going to be looking at that credit score to see if you work at this firm. She was freaked out. Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so mm -hmm, there are certain jobs that, that will look at you, like look at you differently. A friend of mine was a dispatcher at a, um, at a, um, a truck driving place and she wanted to become a supervisor and they were like, not with this credit score. Hell no. Yeah. Ever since that girl fell at um, G5 off that pole and mm -hmm. bro, they're checking uh, the dancer's credit score. <laughs> I knew he's going to say, I was like, 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 I to start giving you F's because if you don't pay they'll say like okay so one month you don't pay that's an F right so she's been paying all this time so let's just say she's got 20 A's so one F not gonna bring you down much more, that much but imagine a whole year not paying now you've got 12 F's for every month that you didn't got pay you. so right and so even unless you, let's just say she's like well whatever I already got my house, I already got my car, I already got those things. But not only just that, but depending on who, who it is, and I don't think I honestly think that with student loans, any whether it's private or federal, they can then go to your job and I'm assuming she's working and then have your have your wages garnished. Mm. And Damn. so mm -hmm. that's a nightmare. And then and then, like I hope you wasn't expecting a refund check. Ha ha! Guess what? They snatched that. Especially with student loans. You owe student loans and you have not paid, they will snatch your refund check. I hope you don't have wow. no kids. They waiting for they waiting for Easter clothes. Not mm. this year. Mm. And so like it doesn't behoove you. Like, here's the thing, and I get it. She doesn't have to put all her money towards student loans, but ma'am, at least pay the minimum. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a question. I'm so mm -hmm. sorry. Um, how can you 
exist with a lot of debt. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, like let's say, you know, you have your your debt and you can still survive and still take your vacations or whatever. And you can be like, well, I ain't, you know, fuck this debt. I ain't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But how do people end up with like, um, and maybe it's because they just have, you know, the type of jobs and the risk they take. But how do they end up with like uh, six figures plus of debt? Well, and, well typically it's school. Mm-hmm. Like I had at one point I was $300,000 in debt, but it was a mortgage. It was school. And credit cards. People can have six figures in credit card debt because here's why. It's really predatory, right? So let's just say you get a credit card and you run it up, say, $20,000, right? And then, but the interest rate, let's just do the math. I got my little trusty, you know, cellular device, right? And you're paying every month and the balance isn't moving. Or you're not really, right? (laughs) So you owe $20,000 just for simple math. And your your interest rate is, say, um, uh, 30% because you don't have great credit. That's $6,000. Let's just say... That that's six thousand dollars. Let's just say that's a year, and so you're paying. So you are paying essentially. Maybe you might be paying four thousand of that six because that four thousand really is the minimum, mm. right? So then the next year that two rolls on over to it. So that two that you didn't pay now you're owing twenty two thousand times six percent. So all of a sudden mm. it's creeping up and creeping up and creeping up because interest builds on each other. So if you don't, if I put ten thousand dollars worth of interest on you and then you don't pay it down, then I'm going to be charging you interest on the original ten plus that $10,000 worth of interest. And then uh, the interest, so now it's $20,000 plus $10,000 worth of interest. But do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like it Sometimes it's not the original money that people typically owe. It's the fees and the debt that's added up to it. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for it to start to climb up, and then it spirals out of control, and the people just throw their hands up and say, I'm not going to do anything um, with it. But... Now, sometimes it can get it can be very overwhelming. And so really the key first to start with, if you have a lot of debt and I've been here, like I said, I was three hundred thousand dollars in debt. It was student loans. It was my mortgage and it was credit card debt. So first things first, I had to like write down and it wasn't just one credit card. I think I had like three or four. I had to write down everybody that I owed. Right. So I just wrote it down like on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was hard. Yeah. You know, I don't get your girlfriend together. We have a debt party, bitch. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Bring your pad and paper. Like, right. right? <laughs> Write it all down. And then who do I owe? Chase, this person, this person. OK, how much do I owe? Call. You know, sometimes you like have her call on your for you because, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear it. You know, so have her do the calling mm. for you or she log in for you. And be like, girl, you owe 20,000. OK, write it down. <laughs> and then um, write down the, the interest rate for each of those, right? And then see if there's any back things that you might owe. So not just who you owe currently, are there, what are the things that you're behind on? Like get all of that down on paper and to start to strategize a, strategize a plan. So it's always best to really, best to really focus on the debt that, you're, that is on the forefront. So the things that are two years old or or younger, because remember I said, that's the debt that's that they're- That's what they're close, most closely paying attention exactly. to. Exactly. So I would focus, so people would be like, oh, I owe something from four years ago. I'm not saying don't pay it, but I understand. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. I okay. mean, you know? Right. And so like, because you should eventually get to it, but I want you to focus on the stuff now, yeah. you know? And so making phone calls. Sometimes you can call. Like, if you've had financial trauma, you can call and say, hey, Chase Bank, is there some sort of, um, you know, like I lost my job, or I lost my mom or whatever. Do you guys have, sometimes they have, um, they have, um, Provisions available. Yes, yeah. exactly for that. You know, where they're like, okay, well, we can we can freeze the interest rate for this amount of time, or mm-hmm. or like your car note. Sometimes they can put it on the back end. Mm-hmm. So there are mm-hmm. things that they can do for you, but you won't know until you ask. And they just want to know that you're willing to yes. figure out a mm-hmm. payment plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you really need to sit down, sit down. Like I told you, I told you my boy Ash Cash. But honestly, if you really need to sit down, um, also too, there's a nonprofit called um, the National the National Credit Counseling. It's NF like National and N. 
foundationfcc.org, nfcc.org. It's a nonprofit. And uh, if you can, like, if you go to nfcc.org, you could type in your zip code and you can find, like, a local place close to you. But they really help with that. And they can help you negotiate with your creditors to mm. kind of bring them down, to freeze them out, because they're, they're a well-known and respected nonprofit. So don't, don't, the longer you wait, here's the thing. Let's just say you're like, dang, I, you know, I, I did this with my taxes. I avoided them my first two years because I'm like, I ain't got no money. So what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Carlos caught me at the local shop, right? Was like, bam, gotcha, bitch. Where you been? <laughs> I was like, I don't have any money, Carlos. He was like, I already did your taxes. You owe 8,000. I was like, I don't have any money, Carlos. <laughs> I had 8,000, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought I owed 30. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, not so bad. He said, but you know what, Tiffany, you know what you owed two years ago when I was calling you? I was like, what? He said, you owe 5,000. I said, well, how'd I get to eight? He said, exactly. Ain't no teasing shit. <laughs> I couldn't you. believe it. I was like, damn. So mm-hmm. avoiding actually makes things worse. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, we all get those red envelopes every once in a while in the mail. You're like, well, you get it when I get it. <laughs> Meanwhile, as you go get your new fitted. Right? No shame, <laughs> but shame. Yeah, and, shit happens. And yeah. people with debt were asking that question. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have debt, if I have school loan debt, mm-hmm. if I have credit card debt, you know, cars, should I even be thinking about buying a house? Do I need to be thinking about assets if I still have debt? Well, you should always be thinking about assets, but you don't necessarily have to be thinking about buying a house right now. Um, And and like I said, you don't have to be debt free to get a house. If I was going to buy a house and I had like like credit card debt, because typically they're not going to lend to you anyway, Mm -hmm. because the the lenders want to lend to people that they're really clear that are going to pay them back. So if they look and they say, mm, you have student, um, student loans, mm, okay. Oh, you got credit cards, mm, you got personal loan, mm. right. because they're looking like you have to pay me and all of them be trustworthy. Exactly. Yeah. And so, one, you're not likely going to get a loan, mm, you know? Interesting. Because that's what happened during the recession. They was giving everybody named mom and them a loan. They was giving, like, um, they were giving, literally people who were making $10 an hour were getting loans. Right. That doesn't make sense. And then they didn't pay back and then and it crashed everything. Yep, it crashed everything. So they're not doing that to that extent anymore. So one, you're not likely to get a loan. And two, if you are going to look for a house, I would look for a house that I could make money with. Yes. So a multifamily house. Look for a house that maybe you can live in one of the units, the basement, the garage, not the garage, the the basement or the attic, and then you rent out the rest of them. Mm -hmm. So the house not only pays for itself, but puts a little money in your pocket. So that's what I would do because then that makes sense. But you should always be looking at assets. One of the... um, one of the best um, podcasts, uh, not podcasts, uh, interviews I just saw recently about finance, it was Dame Dash. Ironically. I know, Lord. But Dame came through with a gem, and I was like, and I knew this to be true. You ever hear something, and you're like, I'm living that way, but I never articulated it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually at so, church. <laughs> 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 I see why you write for the reason. You see how he's quit. <laughs> quit, quit it. Quit, quit it. Quit. You I'm going to give you a job for every singer. Zing, zing. Hey, hey, I knew we were going to work together, girl. <laughs> right? And so, um, so Dame, I'm like, what am I saying? He be waiting. <laughs> yes. Dame like, Dash. Boom. <laughs> so, um, so Dame said, he said, he wished that black people understood the purpose of work. Mm. And he was like, the purpose of work is not just to work to pay bills. The purpose, the reason why you're working is so that you can own. And I was like, okay. And he was like, so owning, meaning like owning things that will then work for you and put you out of work. I was like, okay. Meaning like I'm working every day. Preschool teacher Tiffany, working, 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 making $30,000, $40,000 a year, setting aside some of that money. Then I buy myself a two family house. 
right? So owning. And then I live in one of them. The other person pays it. Yes. And then so now I have this two family house that's maybe making me um, $300 extra a month. Right. So I get back to work, get back to work. And then I'm able to get the second two family house. Now, this one, because I'm not living there, I'm making fifteen hundred dollars a month off of that. Mm. And then I take that fifteen hundred. So like the like the past Poshmark mom, take that money from Poshmark and then I put it into um to trading stocks. Right. So now that trading stocks is working for me. But do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, that shit. Yeah, literally, yes. that's literally what he's saying. He was like. We flip in every other sense, but we're not flipping where we're supposed to flip. You are supposed to be working and taking, enjoying life, but taking that excess money and putting it to owning things, owning a business, owning stocks and bonds and investments, owning real estate, owning intellectual property. So like a book or whatever, owning something because it's in the ownership that wealth is truly made. Mm. You know, like my business works for me like now. I mean, I've got like five books on Amazon and they yield me anywhere on the low end from $2,000 a month up to $20,000 a month. Amen. Right. But that's ownership. I own that information inside. So as a result, it now works for me. Right. Right. And so like, you're like, sleeping. Exactly. And so I have the house that we live in, but my husband and I also bought an investment property. Mm-hmm. So we're renovating that. So once that's done, that's ownership. That thing will work for me. So what are you working toward? I want you to think about that today. Like, what am I really working toward? I'm just making money to make money. So that's that's what like you see like some of these basketball players, um, you see like um, uh, entertainment celebrities. So they seem wealthy until the work stops. Yeah. Mm. If they do not own anything, they will quickly go broke. Yes. Mm. Like I'm telling you, Michael Jackson when he passed away. So from what I understand, I don't know if this is true, but I can see this being true that he spent a lot of money. And so when he passed away, well before he passed away, he was kind of in the red. Because he was spending so much, That's right? so crazy to right? imagine. But the moment that he passed away, that his estate went quickly in the black, right? Because finally, like, he, it could start working for him. He right. was outspending what his thing, like, what his thing was making, for, like, what his um, ownership like was making for. people rebuying the albums, right. merch. Exactly. But do you right. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the things that he owned. his kids that he yeah, left behind. Exactly. So that's, so what are you leaving behind? You might be like, well, I'm not Michael Jackson, but you can still own a two-family house in Irvington, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> not for that. real. Like, people think that, every, everybody thinks we, we all got to be Oprah. Some of the wealthiest people I know, you would never know. Mm-hmm. Why, turned over Tim's? Well, not Tim's, but, you know. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we got to draw the line somewhere. Someday. <laughs> so I have an interesting question that I think a lot of people will be able to relate okay. to. And this is actually one of the ones that was yielded from our net we cast to get them questions on Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. So someone said, I'm starting a new. Actually, not someone. I'm going to give you a chance. It says at. Well, no, because they might not want. Right. That's something like. <laughs> OK. <clears throat> So somebody mm-hmm. said, I'm starting a new job and my previous job is sending me a check from my 401k. Other than transferring it to my new 401k, are there any better options to invest that money? This is something I think a lot of people will find themselves mm-hmm. a position I think a lot of people will find themselves in. So what are some great options that people have other than transferring their check from their old 401k into a new one? Is there an opportunity there for them to really make some advances in that space? Well, honestly, well, first of all, it sounds a little sketchy that they shouldn't be sending you a check. Okay. Because when when you put your money in a 401k, that is money before taxes. So let's just say you make $50,000 a year and you put up 5000 of it. Then your check essentially should be about $45,000 for the year, like like aside from Social Security, FICA, all that kind of stuff, right? So that means they take that $5,000 out, put it in your 401k, and then they only tax you on forty five, on the $45,000. Mm-hmm. 
because they took that money out pre-tax. That's the benefit of retirement. Mm-hmm. So if you're pulling that out, the government's like, oh, you taking out that money that we never taxed? Mm. So they're going to tax you on that money because they never got that money on that money. So that's one. And then two, if you take out your money before I think it's like 60 years old, right before it's retirement, your retirement age, there's also a fee mm-hmm. on top of that because they want to deter you from doing so. And isn't it like a massive percentage? Yeah, like I, took, I know. It was 30%. I lost 30%. I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. I, know. Damn. Yes. I know someone who did it and they lost 30%. 30%. It's a lot. So, th- so it makes me nervous that your job should not be sending you a check, that you as an individual are not allowed to do what they call the role. Rollover. Mm. So it is supposed to be 401 company, 401k company to 401k company. They are supposed to talk to each other and roll it over amongst themselves with your direction. Like, yes, I want to do that. But you literally can't take money from one job, withdraw it, and put it here. No, 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 mm. no, no. Because that's a penalty. Yeah, you were going to get a penalty. And so just making sure that she's just saying, like, check, like, you know, using that I'm as guessing a... Because, I'm guessing she opted out of that. Okay. She or he. I'm guessing they opted. So I'm, I'm like, so opted. like, so one, and it's not too late though. It says other than transferring it to my new 401k. Yeah, so I'm hoping that she's doing that. So, and honestly, that is the best thing. Okay. That is the best thing because if in the, it's either you transfer it to your new 401k or you could transfer it to a retirement, can an external reti- retirement account. So like you can go to like a Vanguard or, or Fidelity or Charles mm-hmm. Schwab and same thing. Hey, you know, you guys have a retirement account. Sure do. I'm not with my job anymore. I want to roll. Roll over. That's really the key. It's called the roll, roll over. over. Mm-hmm. I want to roll over that money from my old job to here. Remember, like ten bears in the bed and the little ones said, "Roll hey. over, <laughs> roll over." Hey. Y'all, y'all didn't the do that preschool teacher. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my jam. I used to like, roll over, <laughs> roll over. Right? Okay. Like, Miss Tiffany do a lot of rolling. <laughs> she looked like it my was mama. only ten. Miss <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so you want to roll over. So it's the, the honestly the best thing to do with that money is to put it into another four hundred one k or to do an external retirement account. But you do not touch it. Let the banks do that themselves with your with your instructions. So to the do money so. should never be put into your hands. It should be rolled. I over. won't say never, never, never. But if she's asking what the best thing to do with mm-hmm. that money now, if she was like in financial trauma, was gonna like you know can't feed the babies or whatever, right. then we gotta yeah. do what we gotta Charge do. Charge that thirty percent to the game. You know, because I did honestly, because yeah. I was like it's either this or damn near homelessness, right? Yeah. right. But, like, if that's not, you have a job now, then why would you lose that 30%? Like, it doesn't, you know, that doesn't make sense. So, just roll over. Roll over. Mm-hmm. Roll over. That's it. Mm-hmm. And for, there were some people that mentioned that their jobs don't actually offer them any retirement mm-hmm. options. So, you can have an external retirement account. So, like I like said. Like the Vanguard yep, you mm-hmm, mentioned and Charles mm-hmm. Schwab. Yep. That's why I said that's the target date fund. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite. Because you don't have to. Because here's the thing. Most people don't know what to pick. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to pick. Literally, the target date fund, usually there are alignment with like a market like the say like the nasdaq or like the whatever s&p 500 mm-hmm. so which means like so the way the market works is that it's a bunch of the top companies and like stocks go up and down but over time historically the market goes up over time so if you were to draw and i think i said this last time if you were to draw the the a picture of what the market performance looks like it would look like a kid's drawing of a, um, a lightning bolt so you would see a kid draw a lightning bolt it's like up down up down up down <laughs> right. right and so it looks like like a bunch like of the edges, jagged edges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so imagine that jagged edge but pointing upward so 
in that in its trajectory upward, the market will go will be dipping and rising. So what people feel like in the dip is like, oh, the market is down. No, like so the market is at a five, but you forgot twenty years ago it was at a two. So it's at a so five is a low for now, but over time the market course corrects itself and is always on a trajectory upward. So if you just roll the market and roll the ups and downs, you're gonna be riding the ups and downs on the way up. You see what I mean? Completely. Mm-hmm. So like if you do that, that's why I said if you put it in a target date fund, it will ride the market. It literally will do what the market does and the market goes up over time even if it dips. That's why you give yourself time. That's why my dad who's 75, the way his target date fund, it should be in safer and safer um, investments because he can't ride the wave as much because I don't know that he's got 40 years. Right. He doesn't right. even have right. much time left. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's not do all no, that. No, no, I know this is it. kill my daddy. Wait a minute I love now. Daddy. I love you, daddy. Love you. No. no, just see <laughs> Damn, sorry, yeah. dad. No, Look, now you on the board. Like, damn. She got a dark side. I don't know. Y'all, y'all. Sorry to that man. Sorry, sorry. My breath, I can't. Sorry, y'all. No, but honestly, no, but this is true. My dad's seventy-five. He has no business being in the market. Super. um, That's volatile. Yeah, like Bitcoin. Exactly. You know, because let's just say, you know, God willing, he lives to a hundred. You know, versus like my nephew, God willing, he lives to a hundred. He's got ninety-six years then. Yeah. And so, like, you know, so we just like time is just time, and so like I'm telling you. If you, if you don't, I just like, I cannot impress upon you. If you don't do nothing else that we talked about today, I cannot impress that upon you. I don't care if you do 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 10 bucks a month. <laughs> and what about the the IRAs, mm-hmm. the Roth, the SEPs? Mm-hmm. So Should you have that as well? So the good thing about target date funds is they can be that as well. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And so that's what I mean. So like, so a SEP typically is uh, it's if you're self-employed. Right. You know, that's but for our can, world. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so like a, a Roth, a Roth IRA is if you... It's it's money that well a SEP is also a Roth IRA mm-hmm. so it's money after taxes uh, typically so meaning like you work at like you're a teacher teacher Tiffany you're working you have your 401k at school but you want to put additional money away mm-hmm. so but you've already gotten that money so a Roth IRA a, an um, individual retirement account is money that you're investing after they've already taken your taxes because if it's take home pay taxes have been taken out and the blessing in a Roth is that it's allowed to grow tax tax free so. Because you you they put because you pay taxes on the money when you put it in when you pull it out later you don't the, have to deal with yeah, that yeah so it's like so it's like with a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA it's like you have to decide kind of like well you can do both but people tr- are like are always debating which is better Up should I put, on the back. Yeah, yeah like do I want to pay mm-hmm. my taxes like later or do I want to pay my taxes now and it all depends it's on, the same thing though either way not it? necessarily no? because you have to think to yourself your taxes are based upon your tax um, rate like where how much are you making. Uh, so if you think that you're going to be paying, making, be being wealthier later, then you want to pay less taxes later. Oh shoot! You see what I mean? If you think I'm like, you're going to, how do you know? You know, there's no way to really know. So, right. that's, so that's why it's good to sometimes have a. I have believe a mix. I'm going to be wealthier later. Right. Yeah. I oh. believe. That. So then that means you want more Roth because Roth you get to have that money tax deferred. Like mm-hmm. that you already paid taxes on. Right. It. So leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I heard. I remember. I mean, thankfully I haven't heard this rumor lately, but I heard that they were trying to get rid of your ability to do a Roth. Or like, no, no, we want that tax. Money. I'm like, 
<laughs> on the money that it's grown to. Right. Because you can, tr- you can technically put a Roth, let's just say you invested $10,000 and then 10 years later it's $100,000 that you don't have to pay taxes on because you paid taxes on that oh, 10. Mm-hmm. So then if I open the target fund, I can decide whether it's a Roth or a SEP? Mm-hmm. Well, you can ask. So it depends on who you're working with. Like typically, I think Vanguard has SEPs. I think, because I feel like I have a SEP at Vanguard. I'm not sure where my, I think it's at Vanguard. Mm. And so, but definitely you can ask. So I, I use Angelie. I don't I use a target date fund because I have someone. Right. You right. Know? right. But, but definitely you can ask and say like, do you have, I want to open up a target date fund. What do you have a SEP? Do you have a Roth as a target date fund? Usually target date funds, it's not like, it's not like how you can have a Roth or 401k. Those are the types of funds that you can have. But a target date fund is just a mechanism that you could put your money in that basically it's a rebalancing tool. It's like right. the Instagram algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, but definitely <laughs> you can... finances. You, yes, but yeah, but you could definitely ask to see if they have that. They should though. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm definitely But yeah, but target date fund is like, yes, 100,000%. No, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. So we got questions about income-based repayment plans mm-hmm. for the loans saying that they've been... One young lady, actually a couple of people were saying they've been paying the balance mm-hmm. And it has not moved mm-hmm. in three years. Yeah. Is it worth it to even do it as an income-based repayment plan? So typically with the income-based repayment plan, they just basically have you paying off the taxes, the um, the interest. Right. You know, so if you're not paying a little bit more, then you're not going to see. So right. basically, think about the interest as like, it's just not that it's throwing money out the window, but it's throwing money out the window. That's what it is. Because literally, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fee to them. Literally paying it for does your not interest. Move. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and I, one thing I think that I, from reading people's questions, it seemed like people didn't realize that you could pay more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but you can. Like, even if, because th- that's how I did it. Like, I had my set mm-hmm. payment amount every month, but I would always pay a, a couple extra. hundred yep. or whatever over. Yep. And then it's funny because then the next month it'd be lower. Yes. Because you it's paid on the principal. Right. Yep. Which is, is almost like they wouldn't let me catch up. You know what I mean? It's very tricky yes. how they do that. Like, oh, you pay 200 extra, so now it's 200 less. Yes. And then in a way, like, mm-hmm. you think, oh, good, They're it's encouraging cheaper. Encouraging you just to pay the interest. Encouraging you just to pay the balance no, you owe every you, month you but wouldn't, I wouldn't I, even if it was 200 lower the next month I would still pay what the balance was the previous good. plus the 200 and that's again. how you get it down yeah you I mean that's how I paid it, it off you have to get chip away at that principal the principal right. is the original amount that you owed if you're just paying the interest that original amount that you owed will sit there forever generating interest forever, for you forever which mm-hmm. is nuts and yeah. just so terrible and so confining and I'm not gonna lie it's hard out here like, yeah, it's like, crazy. Yeah, man. and honestly, it's actually harder than when I came back last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I see it. I'm not gonna, because I mean, like, you have to really be on your dean, you know? <sighs> and so, like, it's just like, if not, it's you, there's no longer, you can no longer be lazy about your finances. Yeah. You really can't. Like, you have to be on it because if you're not on it, then, you know, you're like, it's, it's almost like standing still is actually moving backwards now, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's the part that I'm like, I'm, that's why I'm so adamant about getting people on board because I'm like you don't you really honestly don't have the privilege of not doing something right you know you have to do something or it's only going to get harder like it's for you your kids your grandma your your auntie you have to do something right you know you have to so I'm writing this um I've got this like um this new uh I don't know if it's a theory, but I've been like, especially since the last time I came here, like I literally waste, like lay asleep um, awake at night, sometimes thinking like, what can I do? Because like, I know I'm getting free, but like, how, you Everyone know, else, yeah. yeah. And, and, and quite honestly, the answer is now, well, we'll run a million dollar business because come <laughs> on now, that can't be the answer because <laughs> right. it's not the answer. Yeah. yeah. So I was asking myself, so like, you know, what is the answer? How do I, what can I create that's actually going to help people, regular everyday people? Like how, what can I create for, for, um, Preschool teacher Tiffany. 
So, yeah, I was asking myself, what can I, like, what's really truly the answer? And I came up with this concept that I like to call financial wholeness, mm. right? Like, so that there has to be, like, a series of things that you can do to be okay no matter whether you're a nail tech or NFL player, mm. you know, um, medical professional or mechanic. And so with financial wholeness, there's 10 components. It's like budgeting, credit, debt, savings, um, um, retirement, insurance, um, financial professionals, um, multiple streams of income, and estate planning, right? So these are the 10 components. And how do you, like, what are the, what is the desired outcome it, from these 10 components? I'm actually working on a, a book. Yeah. Like, because I haven't, like, I don't believe in putting out stuff just to put out stuff that I've only right. put out something, like, if I was going to be helpful. So I just signed my first traditional book publishing deal. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, so it's crazy. And I'm like, um, so I'm excited to put it out because I'm like, I really wanted some, and I'm actually going to create a course to go along with it, you know, because I really wanted to give people this handholding of like, you start with the budget and I handhold you to the next step and the next step. And we end with estate planning, yeah. you know, because then you can have all, you have all the things you need to be like, I am okay financially. You might not be the richest or whatever, but it's not about that. Like, can you take care of yourself? Hey, estate planning, you might not even be here. Right. So. <laughs> For real. But like, for example, people don't realize that something like basic, let's just say you're like 20. Like, well, what does an estate plan look like for me at 20? An Shit. estate plan looks like, is your mama your beneficiary on your bank account? That's mm. Will they be able to bury your ass? For real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so things like that that are not like super heavy lifts, like literally today, go in your bank account and add whoever you need to add to your bank account as a beneficiary. Because if something were to happen to you today, then, you know, your sister can't get access that's you know, crazy. you might have two thousand dollars in your savings, and they put her through this whole rigmarole because she's not a she's not a beneficiary. Mm -hmm. But be mindful of this: then, who you put on you as your beneficiary trumps who you put in your will. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's just say, like you know, because like like right now, before mm -hmm. I got married, I put my sisters on as my mm -hmm. beneficiaries. But I'm married now, so as I was going through with my financial planner. She was like, you're married now. Do you want to switch out your sisters for your husband? And I was like, well, what does it matter? He, he, in the will, it says that, that, that. She was like, no, that what this says at the bank as a beneficiary, that will trump whatever you put in that will. Wow. So just being mindful of updating that because you would hate to put as beneficiary one kid, but now you got four. Oh, you know, and the one kid's like, eh, mommy love me. <laughs> the one don't nobody like, yeah. <laughs> it's always that one. That one. <laughs> But so, Damn. but like, do you, do you see, like, so these are things that we don't realize. So I was like, yeah. why, how, why don't we have kind of like this one place, you know, simply written that walks you through, like all these questions that you guys have. I would want to, I would want to put that through. You wouldn't have to guess. You right. would know. Oh, a target day fund. How do I choose one? Oh, if I am going to get a financial advisor, what questions should I ask? All of that. And where be are the, they? Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. And where would, you know, because I just feel like the answers are out there, but they're like hidden behind these like closed doors. Yeah. Why is it so damn hard? I'm just sick of it, honestly. Information that literally is necessary. Necessary. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we get Encyclopedia Budget Nisa. Yeah. I'm with it. Yes. I'm no, with it. Honestly, I'm super excited about it because I just feel like, you know, by it'll be out uh, 2021 and yeah. April. Because yes. April's Ooh, financial literacy month. Yeah. How about that? Oh, yes. mm -hmm. oh, the month I was born. That makes oh, sense. Okay. <laughs> so then what's the plan for this April? So this April, actually, I'm dropping my um children's book. Hey. You know, I, got you, I got you guys like I brought like we could we can look at it after, but I got you guys. This is like the um the proof, proof, proof. Wow. Yeah. We get to have it? No, I can't, girl. Oh, they man, I got the, so excited. No, no, the proof people want to let me keep it. You gotta mark it up and send it back. Right. You know? We got and an exclusive, y'all. Okay. Because I wanted to, because I you know, I used to be a preschool teacher and 
And when I was teaching preschool, I used to actually teach the little babies about financial education because, honestly, I taught in the hood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kids be like, Miss Tiffany, you can buy me um, Mm -hmm. some hot Cheetos. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, (laughs) no. Well, go in your purse. I'm like, first of all, Where's my purse? Right. <laughs> and your ass better not know. <laughs> right? Or the parents honestly used to ask me, like, oh, you know, Miss Tiffy, can I hold something till payday? Because when you work in the oh, hood, man. it's truly like family. You yeah. know how it is. You know, like, you know everyone, and I'm like, you know, well, what can I do? And so... I started teaching the kids age-appropriate financial education in my classroom. Oh, man. You know, like little things like literally we would do a penny drive because I wanted them to learn about donating and giving Mm. because they always felt like they didn't have anything. And I'm like, that's not true. You know, like nobody throws away pennies like the hood. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right? Like we got it like that, right? Right. Right? I don't want that shit in my pocket, (laughs) man. Just throw that shit up on the counter. Right? So I would have them bring in pennies and then we would count them and then we would talk about like like who we're going to give these to and every month we would like add up how much it is. We've got $5, we've got $10. Wow. That's an age-appropriate financial education lesson. Wow. Or like um, every preschool classroom has jobs. Like, so it's like, oh, Jeremiah, he sets the table. This one cleans up the blocks. So then I started paying them with Monopoly money for their jobs. $2 if you did a good job, $1 if you did an okay job, and no dollars if you didn't do no job. <laughs> right? And then I had them get shoe boxes, and I said, this is your, this is your bank account. Oh, I wanted them to learn. Mm-hmm. But do you see how that's age appropriate? Because yes. like, kids can learn. Pre-financial education lessons are math, counting, even rhythm, because if you can clap, then you can count. And if you can count, then you can add. If you can add, that's the beginning of learning how to manage your money. Ooh. So you see, it builds upon each other. So as young as three, you should be teaching financial education in a way that's age appropriate. And I realized that most teachers and parents didn't have the tools. And so one of the first things I did is I worked with um, a friend of mine, Angela, Assemblywoman, excuse me, put some respect on her name, huh. <laughs> Angela V. McKnight, and we wrote the Budget Nista Law. And mm. January oh, t- 2019, yeah. we got the law passed in the state of New Jersey, making it mandatory to teach financial education to all middle school students in the state of New Jersey. Man, wow. could you imagine? So, you know, at first it didn't hit me, so we already have... That's a, like, major. Like, thank major. you. Major. That's changing the change our lives. And it, honestly, it didn't hit me until, like, so, like, there's a law in place in New Jersey for high school already. It didn't hit me until, like, one of my neighbors, she's got a, a little girl in middle school, and I was over the house, and she's like, Miss Tiffany, you can help me with this homework. And I was looking at it like, you guys are doing homework about money. Oh, my <gasps> God. The law. The law. I said, the motherfucking budget needs to help. <laughs> That's crazy. I was, like, I was like, you tell your teacher the budget needs to help you with your homework. Okay. She's like, uh, okay, you can just help me with this homework because kids uh-huh. don't be care. <laughs> right? And so, um, so first I worked on that. But then, honestly, the feedback that I got from a lot of teachers was like, yeah, you wrote a law that I don't know how to teach. Mm. Like you, girl, my money's a mess. You're like, I don't know how to teach. And I well, thought, then all y'all can learn. <laughs> so like I decided, like, it was like, so I said, what if I can create some tools? So I started with this book, um, children's book for three to seven year olds called Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. Mm-hmm. Yay. And Our black business of glasses. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she is so adorable. She is definitively black. She's yes. so chocolate. She got 4C hair. So I wanted to make sure little this is how I look when I was little. Well not as cute as this, but you know. <laughs> you know I grew into my looks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so um but I really wanted little brown girls like me to be able to see themselves on a on a book cover. Yeah. And um in it it teaches um Math, counting, rhyming. So the story is that it's Molly's birthday. In the beginning, she's excited that she's having family and friends come over. And they start bringing her gifts. And then she starts to prioritize the gifts over her family and friends. Then it's time for her to blow out her candles. And everyone's outside enjoying themselves. And she's surrounded by stuff. And she has to decide which is truly more 
more family, more friends, or more presence. She has to make a choice. Ooh. You know, but it's a great way to read to your child who's a little bit, you know, greedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to like to share, like, well, and then at the end, I actually have a series of financial questions that like extend the lesson questions and activities to add. Wow. Because um, I know, like, as a teacher, like, when I would read a book, I would try to extend the lesson. But I'm like, you might not know how to do that as a teacher. You might not know how to do that as a parent or just a person reading a book to a child. So I put those lessons in there and then have additional lesson plans on her website. And so, awesome. like... Honestly, I'm really like this is I feel like you ever think think to yourself like the thing you've been working towards your whole life, but you don't realize it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I thought the budget Nista was the thing, but I realized it no. was a, it it's was a role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like if I hadn't done the financial thing and then if I hadn't been a preschool teacher and then if I hadn't gotten my master's in education, if I hadn't like this is a mark, big old puzzle. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I feel like all these roads were leading me to creating, you know, this the series of books. So this is the um the first book and. Oh, and I found out that her name so um, from a woman on uh, uh, Instagram. She said Molly M A L I actually means wealth in Swahili. Get out of here! Wow. I did not know the that. Alignment. I mean, so and, and then instantly, this is how you when you are on your right path, it's not going to be easy, but doors will fling open. Absolutely. I cannot express that enough. That where there was a wall will magically be a door when you are in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So mm. when I'm struggling against something in a way that seems unnatural, I know that that's not the door. I don't care if there's a door there; that knob's not going open for you yeah you know so that's real you know so when she told me that because I was thinking to myself what's the next book gonna be I couldn't think of anything and when um, she told me that Molly meant wealth instantly I had written the next book in my head and I'm like the next book is gonna be called what does Molly mean Mm. and it's gonna and it's gonna be right that and then inside (laughs) Molly will find out that her name means wealth and then I am going to use illustration to show children that wealth means hugs wealth means love Mm. Wealth, so, so you imagine, yeah. like, you know, so you see Girl, Molly, wow. right? Wealth means money, yes, but wealth also means giving and donating and sharing. So every picture would show a different version of quote unquote wealth. Okay, that's wow. enough of a preview. We ain't gonna share with you. Know, but I just feel like, I just like, when you, like, when you're in flow, you just are you in flow. Stop it. And so, like, I just wanna thank you guys because when you, so I have a Kickstarter for Molly right now. You can Yay. order the book. And because for me, I believe that um, giving activates abundance and that you to whom much is given much is required yes. amen so for every book that you order for happy birthday Molly Moore I give a book to a child in a low income community like yes. the kids that I was teaching yes. right oh, and then we also use some of that money because I want to hire other black financial educators to write, to write additional lesson plans so teachers and parents can come to the website and pull those lesson plans for free and extend that lesson wow exactly man. so like but the Kickstarter we're about 70% funded yes. All right. yes. so, but honestly if you guys are wanting to grab a copy if you go to MA A-L-I, Molly, M-A-L-I, more, M-O-R-E dot com. Mm-hmm. You can grab yourself a copy of a book. If you're feeling real funky, you can grab, like, we have, you can get, like, um, one copy, two, three, five, ten, even 30 copies for a classroom. And for every, literally, so if you buy 30 copies, I'm able to give away um, 30 copies. Incredible. That's and so, amazing. Yeah, Come Molly on, Moore. you guys, buy them up. Yes, honestly, I would love, honestly, yes. my, my goal is, uh, I, I order, I pre-order myself, because you have to, like, print out in, um, like, a month or two months in advance so I printed out 10,000 mm-hmm. right so because I told myself like I haven't like so I printed out eight like of the hardcover and the, the the soft cover is what I'm giving away because they're less expensive to print so I can yes, give out more more 
exactly. Mm-hmm. Got you. And so, like, yeah, no, I just you like, guys, let's get it to a hundred percent. We can do that. Come yeah. on, yeah. honestly, that. it's just like such a joy to like to give for a living. I know, you know, and I want to be an example that like, yo, you can do right by people and make good money. I'm not broke. Ain't nothing right. wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, like, look what y'all do. Like, you can you can pour into your community. You can be of service. You can be kind. Like, you can. I you remember know. when uh, we had an episode month years ago. I don't even remember which episode where we were discussing whether you can be a millionaire yes, or a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, like and 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 do right yeah, by I people without that. being based yes. on exploitation. And Tiffany hit me like, "Hey, ding ding ding." She was like, yes. "Reminder." Yeah. Well, I was okay. like, I'm not a billionaire, so like, and honestly, I want to do that, right? Yeah. So I want to see like, yo, how I really feel like Molly Moore is my billion dollar business, hey. right? But like, like, how do you do so? Your to your point, friend, because it is difficult yeah, to, to make without money someone losing someone. for you to be winning. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, well, and I don't know that I could do that 100% because let's just say the the paper to print Molly, there's some, like, it, like what tree did that come from? Right. How do you, so to your point, it's almost impossible, but how do you lower your negative footprint in right. this world? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Make the choices where you can. Exactly. Yeah. That's literally what it comes down to. And like, yeah, I just want to be an example. Like, you don't have to give up your integrity because everybody's out here trying to get their bag, you know? And I'm like, you know how and the at quickest... the cost of what a lot of times? Exactly. Yeah. And the quickest way to get your bag is to help someone else get theirs. Amen. Right. Quite honestly. For real. For like you don't like you don't know who it is that you're helping who's gonna come back for you. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Like so Listen. many people tap me on the shoulder. And I, when I tell you some of my biggest, biggest opportunities have come from someone that says, I took your online free um free challenge. I have these free challenges at literaturechallenge.com. There are five of them and they're like a month long course, each of them, and they're totally free and we roll out a new one every year. And I remember I was working with this car company six-figure contract, the woman was like, yo, I took one of your challenges. I've been advocating for you for two years. I didn't even know her. She called me, was like, hey, ring, ring, ring. This is so sad car company. I'm not saying their name because they got a bag for me. Hey. (laughs) I just got an email from them. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, like, ring, 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 sad car company. Hey, let's just, she had a real, like, hood girl name. We're just going to say Shaniqua. Got it. (laughs) I was like, she's like, I'm from car company. I'm like, girl, I got a car. And she's like, no, 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 I'm from corporate. I was like, ah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I put in my voice. She's like, hello. Okay. How are you? She's like, girl, I'm a dream catcher. That's what I call my audience. Oh, right? oh, I was like, oh, what? Man. She's like, girl, I've been telling them about you for two years. You got my life together. They finally listening. Like, you, you could come in on um. I couldn't believe it. And I've worked with them for like the last three years and have made like a money. Yeah. You, know? wow. you just never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know, know who's you... listening, who's watching, yes, who's being impacted. It's true. Like, uh, they're a, a huge, huge, huge network reached out to me about Molly Moore because she listened to my podcast right Mm -hmm. and she was like I heard what you said about Molly Moore I want to put her I want to get her a a, a television show wow and I was Mm -hmm. like what you just never can even and also speaking your dreams people are scared to tell people what they want but like Dustin I remember the episode where you said you know what yeah, you said I'm gonna be a writer mm-hmm. and I wanna be more intentional. So y'all gonna get these stories. Now Damn look it. at you. That's right. <laughs> no, but for real. Like yeah. you think I'm I be listening. What do you see my plans <laughs> for <laughs> What do you see my plans for sex work? It's taking off. I'm telling you. Oh my god, this is. And we're gonna dude. budget that too. Okay. <laughs> but you know, like speaking the thing that you want. Of course. Doing the work. Yeah. And you have to do the work required. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the thing. There's hard work. There's a little bit of work, and then there's the work required. The work required doesn't care about hard or little or long. Or so. It doesn't care Just about any of that. Just what needs to be done. Exactly. And people ask, well, how do I know if I've done the work required? I'm like, do you have the thing? 
if you don't have the thing you're working to, you have not done the work required. Yeah. You know, is do you have to stay up a little longer? Maybe not. It might not be stay up a little longer. Maybe you need to get out of the house and actually network with people. Maybe you need to get out that relationship that's mm. holding you back. Well, mm. I mean. I'm telling you, like <laughs> who you are. I think I think someone just I think I don't know if it's the New York Times just dropped an article today with um about the friend zone. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you give me a heart attack. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Just, I'm just fine. Like, oh, oh, he got me this time. Damn! Now you see, you oh, see. Got you good. Right he got me punching the air. Happens. Sorry Happens to so, that man. Happens to all of us. <laughs> but about um, uh, President and um, our President, um, First Lady, and Barack Obama. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, they said something like, you know, because uh, President Obama was saying that how Michelle really pushed, pushed him to greatness, and they said honestly the number one most important decision you can make in your life really is like who you partner with, you know, as far as like your relationship, mm-hmm. that it will literally make or break you. I believe it. You know, like honestly, like I, my husband, I met him when I was still teaching preschool and mm-hmm. he was the maintenance man. Mm-hmm. Sweeping that broom. I was like, okay. Oh, that's so dope. And then, like, we like, like, I think, like, we were like in our twenties, and I thought he was cute, but I had a boyfriend. He had a girlfriend. But then we moved on about our business, and then, um, and then, like, years later, I met him, and we were both unattached. Facebook hooked it up. Facebook was like, "You (laughs) might know such and such." And I was like, "Right," but I was like, "No, but he got a girl." Let me see. Oh, he ain't got a girl anymore. (laughs) Well, hello. And he was like, "Oh, I was just watching you. I think I was on the reel or something like that." I was just watching you on the reel. How you doing? I was like, good. Uh, and now, like now, we're married. But when I was when I wasn't with him, I was working really hard, and I was doing decent. But then I didn't realize what what it was, how important it was to have like what I call the sureness of love. Mm. Like it's like the the best safety net that you can have. Like it's like a mom's love where you just know a hundred percent this person loves me. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't realize as I was building my life and building my goals that but when he came in and I got this sureness of love for my partner, I mean that's when I really took off. Yes. Oh. That's when I flew. And it wasn't because he provided financial security or any of that kind of stuff. It's honestly, a different kind of abundance. Yes, exactly. Because quite honestly, I make more than him. It wasn't yeah. that at all. But it was like I just knew that like I've got somebody who has my back a hundred thousand percent that I can reach the moon even if I fall he got me either way and that's invaluable you know because honestly there are so many people who are depending on you to be financially lit quite honestly you know because not everyone not everyone is going to be able to uh, generate wealth that's just not how the world works right? right So it is for those of us who have the ability to generate wealth then to go and make sure that we help out others. I know that when Molly Moore's a billion dollar business, I'm sending, I'm literally going to adopt preschool uh, preschool classrooms and tell those parents um, in the hood, I got your kid for college. Oof. Do you know how differently you will raise kids if My you know heart. that that's not that that's already that's secure? All, take that off your plate. Yes. Yeah. Oh like so now you like come inside. Uh uh-uh, uh. You know you got a college scholarship waiting yep. for you. And not just saying that, but then having social workers follow them throughout their academic to career. See the difference. Yes. Yeah. To make sure, like, okay, like, oh my God, our our, our, our cable just got or our our rent's not paid, reaching out to the social worker so she can find additional housing for you. So really following children and their families from when they're little all the way up until they're 17, 18 years old. That's like so that's like one of my goals. It's Ooh, one of the reasons why I go so hard because that that's how you truly change a community. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Like you have like say 50 preschoolers that you embed that in, and then you embed that they have to come back and do something for mm-hmm. people here. 50, 50 young people coming back to Newark, New Jersey, where I live, 
and put it pouring back into the city. It's a beautiful cycle. The ecosystem. Yes, exactly. Like look at Shaq, a Shaq, Queen Latifah, they're all from Newark and they've all done their part to make Newark that just that much better. Yep. Imagine 50 Shaqs. Yeah. 50 Queen Latifahs. Yeah. It's a tall room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen that. Like Dana seems pretty tall. She does seem kind of tall. Seem a little, yeah. mm-hmm. We all like look. Me too. I'm like, you ain't gonna get me to say nothing about no, Queen Latifah. Nobody's been saying nothing about Queen Latifah. But you know that um, no, I'm just joking. No, but I do. Honestly, she's one of my idols because I think I feel like she showed up as completely herself, and she's winning as herself. Absolutely. The ultimate goal. So, do you have anything else that you feel like our audience absolutely needs to know? We obviously have like. 15,000 more questions yes. but we're not going to have time. That's okay. Well, you have to come back. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think if there's number one thing aside from Target Day Fund, um, you already know budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were asking if they should just go bankrupt. A lot of people were asking I that. say that this, uh, bankrupt is like, it's, remember we talked about your, your grades. Mm-hmm. So what you're asking me is, should I get all F senior year? Now, can you rebound from life with all Fs in senior year? You can. You know, but it's going to be hard. It's 10 years of that. Very few people are going to want to mess with you. How many colleges are going to want to, like, I'm, I'm using the metaphor. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. So it's so, a 10-year recovery? Well, it's 10 years that the bankruptcy um, can stay on your on your credit wow. report. Damn. You know? And so, like, think about, like, what that's going to do to your grades for the next two years at minimum. And even with bankruptcy, like, with foreclosure, for example, I couldn't even get a house for four years. Like, I wasn't, even though I had the money. If I want to get a mortgage, I was not allowed. Oh, yeah. Someone asked that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get a house after you've dealt after. with a foreclosure? Yeah, you have to wait for or like, Or you have to wait. Or you can have, like, for example, if you're married or you have a partner, right, they can put, they can get the mortgage and they, they can add you to the deed later. Mm, okay. But you will not be able to get a, um, a mortgage for wow. at least four wow. years. So I say if only way bankruptcy makes sense, you have to be like your back is against the wall. Like, I knew a woman that had cancer and she had a um, million dollars in, um, in um like truly a million dollars in, in um um health health debt mm-hmm, like you know mm-hmm. so like for a her million. it made sense yes but it, like people going bankrupt doing bankruptcy for twenty thirty thousand dollars you're literally destroying your financial life for twenty thirty thousand dollars even fifty to a hundred when depends. you could be snowballing that shit yeah so I would say for a very rare small select group it might make sense because even with bankruptcy it's not like before where they just wiping you clean like they want to see that you have no money you're not gonna declare bankruptcy and have five thousand dollars in savings they're gonna mm-hmm. want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. You know, so they want to see that you're truly bankrupt. Destitute. Mm-hmm. So Damn. you're starting from zero. zero basically, they're wow. leaving you with just a little something because they're basically with bankruptcy saying, give me all of your assets. We're going to pass them around to everybody you owe as best we can. So like the, that ring that your husband gave you. Yeah, right. I'm going to need that for real. Mm. Like they're going to leave you with just enough because they're like, if you bankrupt, you bankrupt. Right. You know, so like now if you are destitute and you really truly have nothing. And you're like, and I owe thirty thousand dollars, and like there is no, there is no coat or ring or whatever. There's nothing. Then maybe it makes sense. But if you have some assets, they're going to want those. Woo. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. I would say probably if I could leave like with one major gem. Yes. Give us a buzzword. <laughs> I make the buzz. I'm like, um, one major gem. If you had to do anything, is um, 
I want you to just start today. I think mm. that everyone, I right? I think that everyone, so <laughs> I think, let's have some, you guys used to do homework. Remember you used to have the homework? Yes. You guys still do homework? I feel like I've heard Every once in a while, yeah, right? you know, he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> he comes and goes. Like semester, like Right? So I would love for friends on listeners, right, that you have homework, that within 24 hours, I want you to have taken one positive um, action toward your finances, Ooh. right? And then I want you to tweet the friend zone, right? What's your, what's your guys' Twitter? It's at friend zone pod. Friend zone pod. You can also tweet at the budget. Yeah, I want to. Us both. Right? <laughs> right? But like, so whether it's, I'm going to go to Magnify Money and open up an ally account. Or just go to ally.com. Or I'm going to go to Magnify Money and find the bank. I'm going to call Vanguard and ask about a target date fund. I'm doing that. Even if it's just a call. So that's what I mean. Something. I'm going to I'm going to sign up for the Literature Academy. Join LRA for I'm 40% off, that. right? Okay. <laughs> right? I am going to... Um, I'm going to go to McDonald's instead of Papa Do's. Right? Or tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy lunch tomorrow. That $5, I'm actually going to transfer it to my savings account. Yeah. Mm. I want you to do one, because it's, um, my, my, my father would say that many drops of many drops of water does a mighty river make. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think we have to like create this river from nowhere. No, it's literally all these little drops of water that add up to the life that you want. So you keep thinking that like some big overture has to happen with your finances. No. It's the opening up of a of a Vanguard account. It's the opening up of a of a of the credit card and being wise with it, making a jump like Jordan card, right? Mm. It's the it's the joining of the free literature challenge. It's it's these small things that you can do that add to the next thing. Like one foot truly in front of the other is how you get from one place to the next. Many of us have not get, gotten anywhere because we haven't gotten up yet. And if you follow the budgetista's steps to financial freedom, you can have on some really nice shoes that yes. you can actually afford <laughs> while you take those steps. When I tell you the first time I realized that I wasn't struggling is when I went to Whole Foods one time and like I was buying food and I wasn't looking at the price. Mm. Ooh, tell I me always about look it. at the price. Mm. I was like buying stuff and I was like... Especially in the grocery store. What? Especially in Whole Foods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to be so bad Dustin, I would be at the corner because you ain't going to play me at the counter. At all. Okay, how much? Break it down. Well, I was there with my calculator adding things up so I could be clear Thank before you, you tell me Thank how much you. I owe. I know how much I owe. You got to do that the more day. They be, they be making up prices sometimes. Like, what's the that extra 50 cents? Like, oh, so, that's six ninety nine online. I need y'all to price match. <laughs> right? So like the first time like I was buying food and like I was like, I got to the front and they told me the price. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, Look at you, bitch. Yep. <laughs> you, are you here buying groceries without asking? Like, you ain't even buying it, Yeah, and it just felt nice. Like, for, for once, I wasn't financially afraid. Yes. You know? And I know that my future is bright, but we all have that capability. Wow. Thank Me you do. so much, Tiffany. No, you're welcome. Yeah. You're no, honestly, amazing. I just love being here. Uh, sidebar, uh, go ahead uh, at mollymore.com. Yes. yes. Here's the thing. If you might be watching this, for, like, listen to this 10 years from now, mollymore.com will still take you directly to the site, and you can get the book for your baby either mm-hmm. way. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. M-A-L-I-M-O-R-E.com. Look at Fred. You can tell Fred is an influencer. She's like, come on, we're not going to do it. Okay. We're going to make sure you're not writing Molly, M-O-L-L-Y. Okay. And honestly, next time I come back like I like we'll, we'll map out the financial wholeness plan and we'll walk yes, people through mm-hmm. the 10 steps yeah so next year when it comes out I'll come back and we'll do that <gasps> oh please. my goodness yeah. so you please know we, love you here. we like you I'm like <laughs> speechless can you please tell everyone where to find everything your books mm-hmm. your school your Instagrams your socials just the everything, whole nine I'm the budget nista everywhere Right, so the budget needs to on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm um, even on TikTok. But my 13 year old stepdaughter won't show me how to do it. I'm like, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nah. <laughs> 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 
game. But like on Facebook, I even have like a Facebook group called Dream Catchers Live Richer with the Budgetista. And it's 400,000 folks, 24 hours a day working on their finances together. But yeah, the budgetnista.com has all of that. I love Where you can like just get your life together. And my promise to you is that you don't have to spend money with me to get help. Yeah. Like Amen. that is not why I started this. That I have so many free resources. You like I literally have people who've been following me for ten years have never spent one dime and are in in a ten times better position because that is my aim is to truly serve. Yes, right. you know. And then it's my job not for you to figure out for how to, for me to make money. It's my job to figure out yeah. how do I monetize some of those things. But yeah, like I'm truly here to serve and I want you to do better and to be better. And when you see me in the streets, I want to hear about your credit score. I love hearing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like we be in the Whole Foods, we just gang. like. Yeah. But no, thank y'all, honestly. So that's the hub. Everything. The budgetnista.com. The budgetnista.com. The budgetnista.com. So fashionista, but budgetnista. Budget. Nista. Mm-hmm. The one and only. The yes. one and only oh, Tiffany. Thank you so We're so, so, so thankful for you. You guys have anything to say before we get out no, of here? Just thank you. And she got the money. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all make that into a cartoon, I would like me a little voice speaking part yeah, or something. You know what I'm saying? No, but let, let y'all me be funny. Yeah, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are in TV more than me. Honestly, for real. I have to lean into my, 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 um, what is it again? Um, ecosystem. ecosystem. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I know. I got to lean into my ecosystem for real when Molly Moore becomes a cartoon I'm like how you get on TV oh my god <laughs> I, just want, voice. I just want to voice the bunny that's right? it <laughs> as always we love you thank so you. much Tiffany thank you so much for thank blessing you. us with your time yes. and knowledge thank you to those of you listening we love you so much and we will catch you guys next week stay black and protect your magic bye and your finances <laughs> <laughs>